This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Christmas, everyone. Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. Yes. My name is Eric Peterson. I am here with my good buddy, lovely friend, Danny <laughs> Jordan. We are here, episode number 18 oh of my the gosh. Christmas Countdown Show, podcast extraordinaire spectacular. We're here, folks. <laughs> we are this. You're going to be hearing this as of Friday, which means in one week and two days, Christmas one week and one day upon us. Yeah, I guess you're right. One week and one day, Christmas oh, wow. will be upon us. We oh my gosh! There. It'll all be over, which is kind no. Of sad. Don't say I, that. I, don't I know, say that. I know, but it's the no truth, hashtag Danny. sad Christmas. We, we just started. <laughs> I don't want people like pulling over the side of the road crying while they're listening to this episode, like sitting on the the train in Manhattan, going, "No, <laughs> oh, no, no, no!" It's what over. what this is is a signal to you, our listeners, and to us to dive head first into this Christmas season. If you have not already, embrace it. You, you know, when this episode comes out, you will essentially have one week until Christmas Eve, which means eight days until Christmas Day. Yep. Um, and hopefully you've got your shopping done because as we talked yes. about in the last episode, Friday and Saturday, the Friday and Saturday before Christmas is the most busy shopping day of the it year. It is so. busy, busy, busy. <laughs> Do you know what that's a quote from? Of course I do. From one of the creepiest characters in a Christmas <laughs> movie ever. Absolutely. Uh, the Magician. The Magician from name? Frosty. What, does he I have don't a know. name? He's just the Magician. Oh, he, he probably does. I feel like does. he has a name. I bet he does. Look it up. Let's see. I'm, I'm sure he I'm does looking have it up. Let, weird... Let's start this episode off with a nice deep dive into <laughs> Google. Who's uh, the Magician from Frosty? But I love, I, I quote that all the time. Bissy, bissy, bissy. And his name is Professor Hinkle. Professor Hinkle, of course. Why is of he called a professor? Is. What is he, a professor of magic? Yes. Yes, he's, 100%. He's a professor of creepiness is what he, he is very the professor of. Like, why yes. are you chasing little children around, you creep? Now, this is a great uh, – we, we didn't mean to do this, but this is a great way to tell the listeners what our episode is about today. It's oh. the things that we Christmased. We are yes. doing our top ten list of things that Danny and I Christmased in this first season of the Christmas Countdown Show. Things that we meant to talk about or mention or discuss or do a deep dive into that just didn't make any of our previous lists. So uh, mm. some of these are going to be uh, traditions. Some are going to be movies, songs, characters. Uh, there's going to be a lot of fun Santas. stuff Santa's. Santa's. There's some great, great stuff. I know my list is is very good. I'm sure that Danny's is wow. very good. We did That's not. Uh, sometimes we go over our list <laughs> before the uh, the episode. This time we did not. So uh, we it's going to be a surprise to both of us, which is exciting because you'll get our honest reactions. Um, but here we are. We're in episode 18. I can't believe, Danny, that we're, oh we're coming to a close on this first Eric, season here. Eric, don't bring that up. I told you I don't want to start crying here at the beginning of this episode. But, yeah, it's, it's wild to think that you know, two months ago you and I on a Facebook thread threw out this random <laughs> idea for a Christmas podcast. I think we were going to call it Crazy for Christmas was the original mm -hmm. idea. That, it was. It that was. We I forgot we started this on like a in like a comment feed in somebody's uh facebook post i forgot i think about it that. was on i think you posted something and my wife 
commented on it and tagged me in and said, oh, you're, you're starting to sound like Danny. And right. I said something about like, you know, Christmas lovers unite, you know, doesn't that sounds like uh, or what can I say? I'm crazy for Christmas. Hey, that sounds like a podcast. Yeah. And and then you said, call me tomorrow. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Let's and it. and here we are, you know, two months later, uh, 18 episodes almost down. I mean, we're in 152 countries now. Um, wow. Number one Christmas podcast on Spotify and Apple. All these new friends that we've made. Through yeah. this show, all these incredible Christmas Countdown crew members Amazing. have been supporting us. I mean, we we love you all so much. And if, if you're just discovering this show for the first time, um, welcome to the Christmas Countdown welcome. crew. And, and please join our community uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. We are at Christmas Countdown Show. On those three platforms, we are at Xmas, Xmas Pod. Uh, let me try that again. Uh, on Twitter, uh, and and we also love hearing from you. So if you have yet to send us a DM, letting us know where you're listening uh, and what you love about the show, please please do that. And if you're listening on Apple, scroll right, scroll down right now, click those five stars, give us a quick uh, rating of five stars and a review. We love reading those reviews on the show, and we love hearing what you all think of this show. It's um. I'm just I've, I'm at a loss for words, Eric. I was talking to my wife about it last night, actually, about yeah. what this show has meant to me um, and what this journey has been like. You know, you and I as friends getting to be a part of this thing together. You know, we've wanted to host a podcast together for for years now. Yeah. Um, and and finally it, it happened. And I think it's been incredibly uh, cool to see this chemistry that we've built, not just as friends, but as, uh, you know, podcast co-hosts, as it were, cohorts, um, but also these people that we have met through our show and the kind words that everyone shares with us legitimately every single day through DMs, through comments, through ratings, reviews. It Every time I see one pop up, it, it legitimately brings a smile to my face. And I, you know, before we get to our finale next week, I just want to say, a massive heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you, our listeners, um, wherever you're at in the world, whatever your situation is, we appreciate you. You you have made this experience what it's become. Um, totally. It's not just Eric and me sitting across from each other on a computer screen talking to each other about how geeky we are about Christmas, <laughs> but that we've become friends through this. You know, People will message us, Eric, and they say, like, you really feel like friends. Um, That's awesome. I, I literally just got chills when I said that. Um, I just got yeah. chills in my arm when I said that, that we now have all these new friends that, that we've made. And, and we know that our voices have now come into some of the most like intimate parts of your world, you know, your yeah. home, your car, your workplace. And, and that's not lost on us. We, you know, Eric and I work in the biz, you know, um, but that doesn't mean that this doesn't mean anything to us. This actually, in a lot of ways, means more to me than a lot of the producing that I do out in the real world. <laughs> real world. So, um, not that this isn't the real world, but um, but yeah, I just want I just wanted to say that you know before we got along too far because I was thinking about it last night and I I got a little sad thinking about not being able to chat with anybody um, anymore. But we have exciting things in the works, right, Eric? We do, we do. And you know, I I, I just to go off what you're saying there, Danny, I, I agree so much. You know. I do think that there, you know, there's always those things like there's two types of people in the world, you know, mm. and all the different, you know, glass half full or glass half empty, whatever it is. 
But for me, it's people, I do think if I had to narrow it down to two types of people in the world, there are cynical people and there are non-cynical people. Hmm. And I, I like to fashion myself a non-cynical person and I try to surround myself with other non-cynical people because yeah. there are terrible things in the world and there are hard times and there are situations that seem way beyond anything we can comprehend or fix. But there's also a lot of great in the world, and there's a lot yeah. of happiness, and there's a lot of joy. And the majority of the world is happy and is full mm. of love and is full of kindness and trying to help their fellow man or woman around them and, and just live a nice, quiet life and raise a family and go to work and eat dinner with their families and put their kids to bed and ha set them up for a good life, you know? And yeah. while the news and... Obviously, the you know the in the last ten twenty years, the you know cable news has sort of sensationalized everything bad in the world, and I'm in no way trying to downplay the badness in the world because it's there, but I think somehow our like society has sort of lost the sense of joy and hopefulness that mm. very rarely gets reported, only gets reported at the end of a newscast for like one good thing of you know like. A koala bear was made a pair of pants by a random person, and isn't that adorable? <laughs> you know, and then we all laugh, yeah. and, but we don't hear all the good things. And so, hopefully, our our podcast here has brought that sense of wonder and of happiness and joy and kindness and, and what the Christmas season is all about uh, into your lives and into your ears and your heads. And so we, we're, we're so happy, like Danny said, that people have been responding to it and have been writing us messages and telling us what the show means to them. And it really, it really, really warms our hearts and, and I think gives us a lot of hope, which is great. Yeah. But as Danny said, we are working on other things, you know, the the plan is this episode will be coming out uh, this Friday uh, today that you're listening to this, and then there will we'll have two more episodes, and then it will be Ugh. Christmas. So we feel as if the Christmas countdown show for season one, at least, uh, will come to a close. Um, yep. But Danny and I, you've obviously heard us talk about being parents. We're going on tour. We're going on tour, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. Uh, we, you've heard us talk about being parents and that's obviously a big part of our lives and something that we talk about and something that we've bonded about a lot, uh, in the past. And so we are, our plan is to do some sort of parenting podcast that will, uh, we don't have the exact title yet or where, you know, where it'll be, uh, where it'll be called and all that, but we, that's the plan. We'll probably take, you know, a few weeks off after the holidays to sort of, uh, decompress from season one of this. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to be starting, uh, Shooting in Boston for season two of my TV show, Kevin Kneff himself on AMC. Big time, um, Mr. Big and time. <laughs> so, so I'll have to sort of get set up there. But once uh, you know January finishes up, we'll probably around then is when we'll try to have uh, a new season of podcasting goodness for you with Danny yes. and I uh, talking about parenting, and we'll bring in guests to talk about you know to get uh, you know mom's points of view on parenting. Obviously, it's not just a dad world. Um, but you know we'll you'll hopefully be able to hear the same silliness goofiness you know yep. us talking about the bears and packers and and <laughs> our kids and you know all the goofy stuff we like to do so we hope that you will stick around for that whenever we announce that and and start uh putting those out into the world. We promise that whenever we do, we will post it on the Christmas countdown show socials. So if you're following yep. us there, you will not miss it. Um, but that will be coming up uh, in 2022. I can't believe that it's almost 2022. Oh my That's gosh. Nuts. So many 
twos, so many twos. I, um, yes. and, and if you are interested in, in engaging with us, you can also follow Eric and myself on social media. Yeah. Now, don't just follow the, uh, you know, our our show page. You can uh, you can find me on Instagram at Danny Jordan. That's my my preferred social media platform. I don't really tweet very much, but if you want to follow me there on TikTok, I'm at underscore Danny Jordan. Uh, where are you at on the socials, Eric? Uh, my biggest one would be uh, Instagram. I'm at Eric Pete, E-R-I-C-P-E-T-E. Uh, I have a Twitter, which is at Eric Peterson 44. I don't use the Twitter too much. Uh, I have a fan page on Facebook, Eric Peterson uh, fan page. Uh, yeah. Wow. yeah. And okay. uh, I do have a TikTok account, which let's see if I can pull it up because I don't is it that much. Is it the TikTok. portly gentleman? Well, no, I was going to mention that as well. I also have a – hang on. Let me pull up my uh, – <laughs> um, oh, on TikTok, I'm at Eric Peterson 44 the same thing that I was on uh, Twitter. But then I also have a Instagram page called at the portly gentleman, the portly <laughs> gentleman. This is my fashion Instagram page. You, uh, we haven't talked a ton about this. I, you laugh, Danny, but this is true. Oh, I well, it's love, funny because you I give love me clothes. so much crap about boy, be, you know, loving boy bands and being in a boy band and all this stuff. Yes. And you have failed to share with our listeners for you know two and a half months now. You have a fashion page. You're a fashion, a fashion influencer. I am a fashion Instagram. influencer. Uh, now I, I wouldn't quite call myself an influencer, but here's what I'll tell you. I love clothes. I think I mentioned an episode or two ago that I have a bit of a shopping addiction. I love to shop. I love to shop for myself. I love to shop for my wife, for my kids. I love being somewhere where I can buy clothes. I just love it so much. <laughs> and uh, I love especially buying clothes for myself. Um, but I like it for everyone. <laughs> but that being said, I love clothes. I, if you've never seen a picture of Danny and I, it, you may not know that I'm a slightly rounder gentleman. I wouldn't call myself like uh, obesely fat, but I'm not in the no. greatest shape. But something that is important to me, the reason I started The Portly Gentleman, was I wanted to show other guys who might not be model skinny that you can still dress cool. And there are cool clothes mm. to wear that can make you look very fashionable and that fit correctly and show off the good things that you want to show off and make you feel cool and you can dress well. You know, when I was uh, – when I've been in Broadway shows – most Broadway actors just show up to the theater in sweatpants and a T-shirt and a coat, right, and a backpack. Yeah. But I try to wear not a full suit, but I try to wear a blazer and a shirt and tie every wow. performance because I just feel like I was brought up with this idea that you dress for the job that you want, not the job you have. I like to think that, like, if you dress really well and impress people with how you dress, it shows that you – Take yourself seriously and you see yourself at a, a ladder rung a few above where you're currently mm. at. So it's just sort of a thing that I've done. But anyways, I went on a deep dive there. But please check say, out so, The so Portly to, Gentleman. It sounded like you like you wanted to dress for the front of house manager job at the, at the theater <laughs> you were doing the show at. No, <laughs> no, no. Than, I, rather than Dewey, the star of the show. Um, but you are right. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, you see a lot of uh, – and I love that so many professional athletes still dress nice. Sure, yeah. Like when they're arriving to the arena Every or to game, the stadium yeah. or even on travel days. I mean, it is wild when you look back at photos from not super long ago, you know, 50 years ago or whatever, you know, at professional sports, you know, like a baseball game. Yeah. The, the men are in, like, three-piece suits and a, and a, a derby game. or, a, or yeah. like, a, um, a straw Door. hat. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, women are in nice dresses, like – well, I wonder, like, did that just stop 
immediately one day, like everyone just decided, oh, we're just going to show up in casual attire today. Uh, and like, yeah, I mean, yeah, this I think is a lot was, better than a wool suit. I think it was the 60s, really, is really okay. what it was. It was, you know, up to that point, professional men and women, you know, men always wore a hat out of the house. Every mm. You did not leave the house without a hat. And, you know, that was a big thing. And once the hats started to go, then men were wearing, you know, suits. But then the 60s happened and there was, you know, casual Fridays and then everything kind of slowly got more and more. And then we had the pandemic. So everyone just wears like, you know, stretchy, you know, leggings all the time (laughs) and T-shirts. That's what I wear every day. Yeah. And now we've completely devolved into, you know, just whatever makes us comfortable (laughs) all the time. Yeah. yeah, I love wearing Lululemon leggings uh, around the best. <laughs> my house every day. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, go go follow Eric at the Portly Gentleman on Instagram. I love what you what yes. you do over there, um, and make sure to follow us, you know, our personal pages, and and go follow the Dad Diary. That's more than likely where our all of our social stuff for the podcast will live in some capacity. As we are at the Dad Diary on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can also search The Dad Diary on, on Facebook as well. There's there's actually a bunch of content there already from a previous iteration of what was happening, but it'll be populated soon with uh, new content uh, yes, featuring indeed. Eric and myself, and not not just me. Uh, you know, Remember, I'm ancillary here. I am not the... I am not the star of the show. I'm not on Kevin Kniff himself. Okay. I'm just a, I'm just a lowly reality producer, you know, <laughs> struggling Sheesh. to get by. Uh, should we do some shout-outs, some uh, listener shout-outs? I think we we should. Speaking of shushes, let's shout some people out. <laughs> let's sh- shout some people out. Shout, 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 shout them out. out. Yes. This These is the, the segment <laughs> where we shout out the listeners. Come on. <laughs> We're talking about you, the listeners. Listeners. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to do one here. What is this is from Sea Hag in Training. That is a great... <laughs> That is a great <laughs> username. Seahag oh in gosh. training. I want to know more about your entire life story. But yes. they wrote a, a five golden stars review mm. uh, uh, just two days ago that said Christmas cookie for your ears. You I want your that. bells jingled? Listen to this. <laughs> That's the whole review. I love that. Seahag in training. I'm going to read it to you oh again. Christmas gosh. cookies for your ears. And the whole review says, you want your bells jingled? Listen to this. Listen to this. If that, if that is not great. Like the headline on top of our website, which we now own, by the way. We do own ChristmasCountdownShow.com. Oh, nice. Which well, we will I think be that creating. Should, I think that honestly you should your be your bells our, jingled? Listen, listen to, to this. Sea Hagen Training. We may C-Hagen have training. to take your uh, – we'll, we'll give you credit every time. We'll put it right underneath. Oh, my like a, goodness. Like a Broadway God. review. Do you think that Seahag in training uh, sings sea shanties? I bet she does. Uh, that was a trend on TikTok. Oh, I love sea shanties. You want your bells jingled. You better listen to this show. Hey, listen <laughs> to it. Good. Listen to it. Listen to this show. Oh, my um, gosh. That's that great. Not good at all. Uh, anyway, we, we'll make up a sea shanty for, yes. for season for two. For Seahag in um, training. I, Yes, exactly. Thank you, Seahagen Training. Do you have another uh, review there? I do as have. Well? An, I have another short one here, uh, and this oh, is beautiful. from Shani one two two nine. Shani one two two nine. She says, uh, "I'm assuming it's a she. I could be totally wrong." Uh, they say puts you in the holiday mood. Five golden stars, mm. and they said, "If you love Christmas, 
you will love this pod. Cast. Love that. They didn't say cast, but I think that's what the kids call podcasts. They call them pods. You know, yeah. like yeet, yeet, boom, dab. It's a, it's, it's a yeet bop pod. It's a yeet bop pod. Maybe that'll be the title of our dad pod. The yeet, the yeet bop, the, the yeet, yeet pop pod. Yeah, but it, our title always changes because we can never remember how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and because That's of that, good. we have five listeners. Uh, yes, because exactly. they don't know where to find they us. They can never find Oh, my gosh. the name again. I can't find oh my this podcast. Gosh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Hilarious. fun? It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, they have to, like, it's, it's a big, like, murder mystery sort of thing. Like, yeah. what's their name this week sort of thing. I feel like that's a horrible see idea. If you, see if you can find us. <laughs> find us. And then that really justifies our low download numbers. Exactly. And, like, and then, yeah. We're yeah. exclusive, baby. It's like exclusive access, you know? We're, we're, we're disrupting the whole podcasting world. We make it as hard to that. find us as possible, <laughs> and then we make it impossible to leave reviews, and then we change the title <laughs> so you can't find us again. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for for those reviews. I have I have another one here. This is from one of our our loyal listeners who is up in Newfoundland, Ooh. Um, and this person is at Nova Molson and Kingston uh, on Instagram. I, I would spell it all out, but it's a lot of letters. Sure. Um, so it's Nova Molson and Kingston, and this person's name is Chantal, and they sent us a, a long review, which is you know which we appreciate. So buckle up. Love those. Uh, if you're in your car, buckle up, because here it comes. Uh, the title of this review uh, is An Absolute Christmas Delight. Uh, and Chantal says, I come from a small island called Newfoundland. I feel like this is the start of a musical. Um, it is. Come from away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is the furthest east of Canada. Uh, still feels like I'm in come from away right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and tends to be forgotten amongst the rest of North America. But I promise you, it's one of the best, most wholesome places on earth. Uh, Christmases here are magical. They're usually white and covered in glowing Christmas lights. Heart. Uh, and I live for the excitement of Christmas. I'm an artist. I recently completed my master's degree, and I'm newly accepted to complete my PhD. So I 100% coalesce with your love of creativity, and I admire how you two are able to translate it into a creative Christmas podcast. Your content is so nostalgic and pure. I love envisioning all of the Christmas colors and, and melodies and the warmth of the holiday that keeps me smiling the whole way through. Also, the jokes are hilarious. Um, I am already <laughs> anticipating all of the topics that are possible for next Christmas. Uh, I think about the ideas all the time. I listen to your podcast when I'm exercising, and it always uplifts my mood. This is the first review I have ever written, but you absolutely have earned it. Thank you for being a bright, shining Christmas light this season. Consider me forever a part of the Christmas countdown crew. Um, have a Merry Christmas, you guys. And this is, uh, and also she wanted to mention that she has a, a Persian cat um, who isn't a fan of peppermint mochas. Great. <laughs> great. I like this lady. I like, I'm I like know. crying. That was such a great. <laughs> what I a review. That was so nice. Wasn't um, that so nice? Thank you, Chantal, a.k.a. Yeah. Nova Molson and Kingston on Instagram. Um, and this is this is like a cat page. So if you're if you're into cat content, um, make sure to head over to uh, to Chantal's page and shout out to Newfoundland. Uh, shout out to all the people of Gander. Um, yeah. You know, that's what we were referencing when we said come from away. Such a, such an awesome musical, which you can watch on Apple Plus, I believe. Yes, right? you can. It's great. I haven't watched the uh, the film version. I saw the production on Broadway. Yeah. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. I actually, but, uh, I don't think I ever saw it on Broadway. I saw it. Uh, I was doing a musical in La Jolla when it was 
doing its out of town tryout in La Jolla. So I saw it in La Jolla. Before. Oh wow. Before it even went to Broadway. Oh, Mr. Big Time over here. All right. Going off to shoot season two. Seeing debuts of musicals before anybody else gets a chance. All right. Do you know, wait, speaking of, I once saw, uh, when I was a kid, they were doing the out-of-town tryout for the producers, you know, the Mel Brooks, you know, Nathan Lane. and I've heard of it a few times, yeah. Obviously, humongous musical. Um, They were doing the out-of-town tryout in Chicago, where I'm from, and my parents took us to see it. And while we were watching it, Mel Brooks was there because they were, you know, in previews and still doing rewrites and stuff. And there's uh, a line where one of the characters uh, there, if you don't know producers, it's about uh, essentially two guys try to make a a play that's going to be the worst play in the world so that they can get (laughs) the investors money and run away with the money. It ends up becoming super successful. And it's all about there's a, a Hitler that is very flamboyant. But there's lots of like jokes about Nazis and stuff like that. But it's very funny, I promise. But there is a line that says, don't be stupid, be a smarty, come and join the Nazi party. And uh, (laughs) it's said just by a random person in the cast. But the night that we were there, Mel Brooks stuck his head out from the wings and said, don't be stupid, be a smarty, come and join the Nazi party. And it literally stopped the song because it was the middle of the song. Because everybody was loving the show so much and knew that it was Mel Brooks and knew it was his show. And so they had to, like, stop the song in the middle of it. He had wow. to come out, take a little bow, and then they finished the song because it was That's it was incredible. so exciting to see him. It was really cool. Yeah. Didn't you, when you were in uh, Escape uh, to Margaritaville, didn't uh, Jimmy Buffett made, like, a surprise appearance? Uh, yeah. Uh, for you guys he once, would, right? Well, yeah, he would uh, he would come in. He would do the show actually quite a bit. He he probably would come out to sing the in the finale. We would sing Margaritaville again, and he would come out to sing with us. I would say honestly, in our Broadway run, he came once every two weeks. He really was oh, there wow. quite a bit. Um, but for our final performance, the the closing night performance. There's a moment where all of the tourists are trying to escape off the island because the volcano is about to explode. And uh, myself and um, Paul Alexander Nolan, who played the other male lead, we run out with these boxes of like liquor and stuff. And we're like, which way do we go? And Jimmy came out with us for that little entrance and just sort of looks like, oh, where do I go? And it stopped the song again and everybody was going nuts. And then. He said, let's get out of here. And then we ran off stage and it was very funny. Oh, that's so yeah. incredible. I mean, those are the yeah. things that only happen in live theater. Totally. You know, totally. It, it's it's the best. I have a memory from, here we go, talking about stuff that has nothing to do with Christmas uh, <laughs> again. But that's what we do. I, I went to see uh, Hair the last uh-huh. time it was on Broadway, the revival. And at the end of the show, you know, when they're like saying, let the sunshine, like the cast would run out into the audience and they would bring people on stage to like yeah. sing and dance with them on stage. Um, and I was sitting in one of like the boxes, you know, right to stage left. Yeah. Uh, right to stage left. That sounds horribly uh, <laughs> <laughs> difficult to track. Um, it was stage left. And yes. so I think it was Cassie Levy came into our box yeah. and grabbed us and brought us down. What a, and what a cast that was. I mean, that was like Gavin Creel and Will yeah, Swenson and all these people. Um, but, you know, they brought us down and we're dancing on stage. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm on a Broadway stage. This is mind blowing. And then they had a guy that was on stage with his girlfriend. And in the middle of the song, they stopped it and he got down on one knee and he proposed to her right there on the stage. And, of course, she said yes. And then all of us who were on stage were like, let the sun shine. I was like, this is one of the, and literally like Cassie Levy's standing next to me and I'm smiling at her and we're dancing back and forth. I was like, this is so epic. Like I will never forget 
yeah. that moment. And that's the type of stuff that only happens, you know, in live theater. And I totally absolutely love it. Anyway, yeah. um, our Broadway podcast will be our fifth podcast that, yes. that we do together <laughs> in the year 2025. Yes. Um, but uh, before we, you know, move on to our countdown for today, because I realize we're we're already like 30 minutes in at this oh, point. Geez. We're just, what are we doing? Oh, that's right. We're being us. Um, <laughs> I did want to bring something up that was brought to my attention by one of our listeners. Because uh, okay. our latest episode, we we were talking about stocking stuffers. But in that episode, I shared this bit of information that I had found out about the Santa Claus and how in the first movie, there are these like sneaky appearances. The little by elves. Santa's elves. Yeah, yeah. The elves like appear in the movie before Santa does. Yeah. Um, and so this person, uh, I want to make sure I get uh, her name right. This is uh, Rochelle. And okay. Rochelle is at shell underscore Ribicki on Instagram. Okay. And she says, um, she goes, I just finished the newest episode. Did y'all catch this? The guy who plays Scott's boss in the Santa Claus also plays Father Time in the other two movies. Wait, you're nodding your head. You knew this too? I knew this too. Yes. Oh my gosh, Eric. I didn't, I did not know this until <laughs> Which also- she said this. Which also points to the fact that this was all preordained and that Scott Calvin was meant to be the next Santa Claus. But my question is, the guy, his boss, who apparently is Father Time. Yes. Was he was he already Father Time? Yes. Or did he run into a similar situation where the previous Father Time didn't want to be Father Time anymore? And That's a this good guy question. replaced him. Because he looks very different. He doesn't have, like, the long beard that Father Time does, right? Sure. You would think, though, if that had been the case, if if Father Time had his own movie called The Father Time Clause, and he had seen a Father Time fall off the roof, that they would have, like, talked about that at the legendary uh, characters meeting. They would be like, hey, remember when we both became legendary characters the same year? I don't think so. I think that Father Time was sort of masquerading as Scott's boss because he could do that because he's father time. And they're all just sort of pointing Scott Calvin towards his destiny to become the new Santa Claus. So so I guess it begs the question. (laughs) So it begs the question then, does, does Scott not know that father time was his old boss? Like, does he never look at him and go, wait a second, (laughs) you were my old boss. The, yeah, that's a good that question. That never happens in the movies, no, right? That like, I happen, feel like yeah. we need we need a Santa Claus four. That can there answer are these a lot questions. of unanswered questions. Yeah. And furthermore, did he only become Scott's boss because there was this plan, or was Father Time always sort of like bouncing around trying to figure out who the next Santa Claus was going to be? And then after, does he just leave his his job as Scott as as the boss, the the guy who runs this toy company, who takes over? That's a great, that's a great question. Great Eric, question. there are so many questions. <laughs> anyway, this is a rabbit we'll hole know. Um, that I'm going to be going down probably until season two season of Christmas two of our show. show. We're going to kick but it off you with have... Danny has figured out the Santa Claus. <laughs> it's going to be a seven-hour uh, dissertation. There will be a PowerPoint presentation, so I hope you're ready. But I am oh curious, gosh. if anyone out there is listening and you've you've done a deep dive into this or you, or if you have, theories. have fan theories, yeah, yeah please – DM them to us. I, I would love because now my mind is just absolutely blown. Because if there's those two elements, is there more? Right. Is there more that we just haven't uncovered yet? Possibly. I don't these know. Br- these brilliant I filmmakers have hidden quite a few Easter eggs for us to discover. 
who would have ever thought that the Santa Claus would be the one that we'd be having all these deep <laughs> dive conversations? Into? I don't know. I was just like, oh, it's a guy who the Santa falls off his roof. And now there's all these like deep layers to it that I would have never expected them to explore with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy anyway. that plays that part is uh, obviously I can't think of what his name is, but he's the dad on Everybody Loves Raymond. He yes. plays the monster in Young Frankenstein. Um, a, a very famous actor. Very famous actor. Can you his guess what is, I'm Googling right now? His name, and his name is, I want to say Frank I'm something. actually not. No, I'm Frank not. is the character's <laughs> name on Everybody Loves Raymond. What is his name? I am not Googling. I, my, my Google search was, is Santa's boss Father Time? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Boyle. Is that, Peter is Boyle, that yes, name? of course. Peter yeah. Boyle, yes. Now, we, it's so, oh my gosh. It's, it's Disney.Fandom.com. Hmm. I'll be reading that. I'm not going to read it for you all on this podcast here today because we just simply don't have time for that. But you might expect a little something from me in episode 19. Yes. Danny will have more information Uh, on this soon. I have a trivia question for you, Danny. Okay. Trivia question for you. I love trivia. Okay. The U.S. Postal Service delivered an estimated blank number of packages in 2019. Now, this is just the Postal Service. Oh. We're not even talking about UPS, FedEx, you know, DHL, any of that. So the U.S. Postal Service delivered an estimated how many packages in the year 2019? Now, this is just packages, not pieces of mail. So we're not including okay. Christmas cards. We're saying Letters. just packages. Okay. How many so, packages do you think the U.S. Postal Service delivered in the year 2019? Now, are we playing prices right rules where if yes. I go over, if you I go lose? over, you lose. So if I'm under, I win. Yes, but you can't say one. Dang it. <laughs> I see how you're I working. I was totally going to say one. <laughs> one package. <laughs> one package. It actually is 1.9 oh. trillion. But because you didn't go over, and there's nobody win. else um, is bidding. So. Nobody else is bidding. Nobody, nobody. All right. Well, Danny, you win the hot tub. Um, all right. How many do you I'm going to go with. I'm going to try to make a, a real guess here. Yes. So no letters, just packages. Yes. I'm going to go with 1.3 million. You are way off. Am I you way over or guess. way under? You are way under. So I win. You are, you do win, <laughs> but you are way under. I'll give you one more okay. guess to okay. try to okay. get a little closer. Okay. Okay. This is uh, this is hard. Like, what are the odds that I actually guess the number? I, I'll give if you this five number is in the billions. It. That's it. Yes, I'll give I you mean, five dollars. If, if you're within, a, if you're within a hundred million, I will give you five dollars. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Within a hundred million. All right. Okay. Whew. All right. No pressure here. Yes. How much are you going to give me again? Five dollars. Oh my gosh. That's not even. Worth I will it. Venmo um, it to you right now. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Right, let's do this. Come on, Danny. Okay, so if I'm way off with 1.9 million, that means it's definitely got to be in the billions. It's got to be in the billions. Um, so I'm going to go <laughs> shrug at me. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, maybe it's not in the billions. That's a lot of packages. I don't think it's. I don't think it's in the billions. I'm going. Think about this. There's 600... something. There's something like 350 million people in America. Okay, so if they each send one package. Um, do people okay. send one package? Send two. 
I mean, I don't know. It, well, I guess 2019, people were still traveling and stuff, so they might have taken packages with them, which would impact True. that number. Um, I'm going to go with $696 million packages. Oh, you were close to being within $100 million. But it is, is it? 910 oh. million packages. Almost oh, a billion I packages. Said, I should have just said a billion. You would have been over, Dang but it. yes, you should have. Oh, no, but but I still win. You win. You still win. You're still under. Nobody else bid, so you're the winner. Yay, Danny wins. Yay, I won the hot tub. Yes. <laughs> they I'm said so they thrilled. sent 910 million packages in addition to almost 15 billion pieces of mail. Oh, my God. How are they bankrupt? Billion. It's insane. Um, now, here's what's a, a cool That's thing. That's a real question. I wasn't just, like, flippantly throwing that out there. Well, I think there are. 15 billion times 50 cents a letter. That's seven yeah, point five billion not... dollars right there. Yeah. Right. For you're saying for stamps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but a, there's that's a, a lot of uh, a lot little... of infrastructure there. I know there's a lot of infrastructure. infrastructure. I mean, but look, here's I am here's what I, I, and I want to tell. A, let me tell a quick story. I'm grateful okay. for the postal service as well. My father-in-law, Joe Morabito, uh, my wife's uh, dad, obviously, um, he worked as a postmaster. Uh, for the town of Winter Garden, Florida, where my wife is from, uh, for a bunch of years. Okay. He's uh, recently retired, but he used to do something that I think is just so lovely and so awesome and deserves a shout-out because I don't think that people realize that he does this, and I'm sure that there okay. are other postmasters who do this as well. He would, on Christmas morning, as a po- he would like open presents with his family, and they would do that pretty early. And then he would go to the post office and he would get all of the things that got sent to the post office a day late and were not going to make it in time for Christmas. And he would personally, because they're closed on, on Christmas Day, but he would right. personally take all of the packages to any house, the stuff that came in on Christmas morning or came in after the deadline on Christmas Eve wow. so that people would get their Christmas stuff on time. Who He just knew you know, That's some really people cool. just, you know. They just get there a little late and they miss the cutoff. And I just think, and he did it every year. And I just think it's the most lovely thing and such a thoughtful Christmassy kind of thing to do. And he did it every year. So he would, they would open their family presents and then he would go and drive around town and bring uh, all the packages that didn't make it on time to people. He's like, he's like Santa. Yeah. He's like Santa's helper. His version of Santa. Oh my gosh. Isn't that awesome? Shout out to Joe. Joe, right? Yep. Joe Morbido. we call him we Papo. call him Big Joe or what? Do, we call oh. him Papo. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Somebody with the name Joe Marabito sounds like people would be calling. Hey, Big Joe. Big like, Joe. You know, <laughs> He's with Papo the, with the yeah. boys around the neighborhood. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I want to uh, share that. That's um, awesome. That that's incredible. And there's so many moments like that that happen in our world and around the holidays. And I think that's so important to to shine a light on those people who are doing what I think is the best of humanity or maybe the best is the wrong word to use. It's just like, it's the most human part of humanity. Totally. It's just to like show up for others and, and to yeah. help others. So anyway, should we get into Joe. this list? I, I would love to. We're what? 40, uh, 40 minutes in here now. <laughs> oh my gosh. We've been, we've been humming along and we had like a list of a bunch of other stuff we wanted to talk about. We did. Like we'll the have... Christmas sing along at my oh, church. Yeah, we got... tell, tell us about the... tomorrow. Tell us about the Christmas sing along quickly. And then we'll, then we'll get into the, our list here. 
of things okay, that we I'll Christmas. Just, I'll, I'll say this. I'm just going to highlight my favorite part of the Christmas sing-along uh, that happened uh, at my church on Sunday evening. It's something sure. I've been fortunate enough to MC. I think for, I think it's for my seventh year in a row. I'm um, getting to MC this thing, and it's fun. Like the, the whole, you know, sanctuary is just packed out. Everything's in the round. Um, we're gathered around the bass and the drums and the piano, and everyone's dressed in like Christmas garb. It's tons of fun. Yeah. Um, but for me, the coolest part of it this year was that you know because my daughter is three now, she really is just like. She gets, you know, she's getting things yeah. and like wants to participate. And so at one point, you know, we were singing, I don't know, Jingle Bells or something like that. And I like ran over to where she was sitting um, in the sanctuary and I like went to like hold the mic up to her. And sometimes she gets like really nervous with that stuff, but she like yeah. pulled down her mask and immediately wanted to start singing into the microphone. Oh, that's great. And then, and then like all the kids started congregating up on the stage oh, um, in the sanctuary. Awesome. And she, I looked at her and I was like, sweetie, do you want to, you want to go up on stage? And so she did. And she spent like the remaining like 45 minutes of the sing along, just dancing around on stage. It was so cool. Cause every time we would get to five golden rings in uh, the 12 days of Christmas, I would look over at her up on stage and she would just have like her hands up in the air and she'd be like <laughs> waving them around and shaking them as like everyone's standing up going five golden rings. Um, I have the That's video. I'll, I'll, I'll post it on our yeah. Instagram. It was just, um, it was so heartwarming for me. And she was wearing this like cute little, almost sort of looked like Santa's coat, but it was a like a little like velvety red dress with like white Love cuffs that. on it. And Love that stuff. Oh my gosh. It was it was the best, and it will remain it's what like Christmas logged in. dreams are made of. Oh my gosh! It's like exactly what that Mark Richard song sings about yes. that I shared a few episodes you make ago. Me it's just like believe again. <laughs> I'm crying like a little baby. Um, you that's... make me believe again. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't sing that; it'll make you cry. Oh um, but yeah, that, that's one thing I, I wanted to to address. And I know there was one more thing you wanted to talk about in terms of toys, right? I did. I wanted to. Uh, you know, we talk about all of the great things about Christmas, and like, oh man, we love you know hanging out with our kids and going to the shopping malls and putting up the lights and that is a huge part of christmas but it, it it dawned on me that we should not forget that there are so many who are less fortunate who probably are not listening to this because they don't have a way to listen to this but you know right. that they're out there and so if you can give back in any way during the holiday season it's important and just a few sort of charities to sort of highlight that i know are, are just great um, obviously, there's Toys for Tots, which is at toysfortots.org. Um, it's sponsored by the Marines, the U.S. Marines. Uh, they take toy donations. There's lots of boxes all over the country that you can find to give donations. Please give you know great, cool toys if you can, uh, and think about those kids. Another place is St. Jude's. Obviously, it's Children's mm. Hospital uh, in Memphis that... Uh, has a policy where no kids or their families pay anything for any of their care or housing or food. Uh, give to St. Jude if you can. And something that I would recommend, if you can, if you can swing this, give a donation uh, to whether that be St. Jude, Toys for Tots, and, and any of these amazing charities. But do something that is opposed to a one-time donation in December, which a lot of places get and they depend on. See if you can set up something to do. You know, I, I have something where I, I give to St. Jude's every month. It's like 20 bucks. It's not that much, but it's something that is throughout the year. Think about a lot of these uh, great charities. You know, they get a ton of donations in December when we're all feeling the spirit. 
But, you know, those kids that still need help and are unfortunate and are, are less fortunate than where we might be living, they're still feeling mm. that way in March and April and June. And that's when people aren't necessarily feeling as much in the festive spirit. So if you can yep. give a donation that is a rolling donation throughout the year, it's obviously super helpful for these these organizations. So definitely check those out. We just wanted to sort of point that out. We know that a lot of you are probably aware of these, but just to give you your... Uh, yearly reminder to give to those great organizations if you can. I feel like you have your Santa hat on. I feel like you should have had like a little golden bell that yes. you were like ringing ding, ding, ding. as you were oh, mentioning it. You know, I've never thought about it, but I would love to be a Salvation Army uh, like Santa, like standing out in front of oh, Macy's really? or something. I would totally do that. I would love to do that. Oh, my that. gosh. We should do that next year um, when our show is sponsored by Macy's. Uh, yes. And we're recording in Herald Square. We and should we'll do just... one episode where you and I go out on the street dressed as Santa Claus yes. and we ring bells. And that'll be a real fun episode for an editor to try to figure out how to edit around all the bell ringing. <laughs> just and all the constant people bell shouting ringing profanities the at us. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, get great. out of the way, you clown. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's get to our, uh, our list. Yes. Our, this is uh, I'm so excited for this list because um, I feel like it's an opportunity for you and I to, you know, we had some lists where we had all these honorable mentions and songs or movies or whatever it was that we didn't get a chance to mention because they didn't get yeah. on our top 10 or or items that have sort of come to mind or we've discovered uh, since we started this show. I know that's a lot of what I have on my list today. And so we're calling this uh, Eric and Danny's top 10 Chris Mist things about Christmas. Yes. Um, I may title it something different when it ends up on Apple and Spotify, but for right now. It's our top 10 Christmas list. That actually totally. had a nice ring to it, didn't it? Christmas list. That's great. I love that. Ooh, with the jingle bells, <laughs> live sound effects. I love it. You know um, how yeah, I do. So these are, are going to be all totally random things. Uh, I'm going to start off the list here with a craft. So my number 10 thing is a craft that you can do with Wait, your family. Wait, we didn't do top 10 crafts. We didn't do top 10 crafts, so I had to put it in somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, now, right, I've not right. made this craft, but I've seen it, and it looks so fun. I'm going to explain it to okay. you. We will also post a link to this in the social so you can follow the exact thing, but I'll just explain essentially what you're making. This craft is to make giant DIY Christmas lights. Now, what you do okay. is you get a regular Christmas light uh, you know, string of lights, right? And then what you're going to do is you're going to get a green solo cup you know like the solo cups that you drink at a party the plastic cups yeah you either need to get a dark green one or you have to spray paint it green you're going to get that okay. green cup you're going to poke a little hole in the bottom of it and you're going to put the actual christmas light through the bottom right next so they gotta be small get, lights they have to be small lights right yeah, like a smaller light you know we're not talking okay. about big huge lights they're just regular kind of smaller lights uh not a c9 not a right, C9 yeah. light. Then you're going to okay. poke it through the bottom of this green Solo cup, and then you're going to get a two-liter bottle of usually the best ones are probably going to be either a clear one or a green one, which would be like maybe a Mountain Dew or a 7-Up or a Sprite or something like that. You're going right. to get that um, big two-liter bottle, and you're going to put a little bit of glue on the inside of the green Solo cup, and you're going to fit the bottle into the green Solo cup. And now, okay. because there is a light and this big green thing, it looks like a giant Christmas light. Think about okay. it. I got to look the, this up. The solo cup is like the sort of plastic part that attaches to the cord. And then the two liter is the light bulb. And then Whoa. what you do 
is you take um, uh, a pool noodle, and if you can get green ones, or if you can spray paint them dark green, you get two pool noodles, you slice them down the middle, and then you twist them so they look like the the wires of... Uh, of Christmas lights, and then you can wrap a few of these around like a big tree, and it looks like you have giant, you know, you know, foot and a half tall Christmas lights, and it looks like a super fun. Where did fun you craft. learn about this on Pinterest? Where did you learn about this? Pinterest. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm trying to find it right now um, because this sounds absolutely incredible. I'm going to email it cool. to you right now. I'm going to email it to you right oh now. Oh my gosh! Hang on, I have to I, find it. What if you don't drink soda? When you're gonna have you to go have buy to, some guess, soda and pour just it down, go buy a bunch of soda, and just dump it out. <laughs> where did I find? Where did I? This, put this is thing that's here? a really cool idea. Oh, here it is. Now, okay, Eric, you said something earlier in this episode when we were setting this up about how like it might be like things that we didn't get a chance to discuss on the show, and I'm wondering if you and I went different directions with our list today. I don't like, know. For you, are you are you were you more into like topics that we never discussed, or were you more into Things that you didn't get to include on prior lists. Both. Both things. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah. So I was like, this might, we might have like very different lists, which I think <laughs> we're going to have anyway. But yes. like, if you're like, I'm going to talk about a craft. I was like, oh, crap. Here we go. Any, I don't have any crafts on mine. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for number 10, though? Uh, number 10 for me is going to be, uh, what was this? A couple episodes ago, we did our top five Santas. Yes. Um, and as of the time that we recorded that episode, I had not seen the movie yet that this Santa is featured in. Mm. And so for me, I'm going to go with a Santa. And that Santa is Claus from the movie Claus. Claus. Uh, and, and, is, and is played by J.K. Simmons. You know J.K. Simmons? Yes, I do. He's in the, uh, what, the uh, Farmer's Insurance commercials. He's got a yep. great voice. Um, with Lash. This Claus... Yes, this clause is, it, it honestly, next to, uh, you know, Miracle on 34th Street, the Kris Kringle in, in that film, this might be my new number two favorite Santa wow. Claus. Wow, um, big statement. He is, I mean, he is so nuanced as a character and the journey that you get to go on um, when you meet him in the framework of the film and you learn his backstory and why why he made toys to begin with and why he never shared the toys with anyone and then how he eventually gets to share the toys and then eventually how he becomes known as Santa Claus and how this tradition starts and the story of Santa Claus. Oh, man. Um, Eric, you've got to watch this film. It is I'm so excited. good. And Maybe tonight. his character is... He's so larger than life. He's so big. He feels so so strong, but also so soft and caring and and heartwarming and and real he feels just like a real human being that then through this series of circumstances becomes this legend who lives right. on forever um and jk simmons does such a fantastic job as the voice actor uh in this film i, I think we should play a little clip sure um from from the movie claws so let's hear uh, jk simmons right now as claws in the movie claws we're doing it Let's go! I am J.K. Simmons, and I play Klaus in Klaus. Uh-oh, spoiler. That was a spoiler. Most people don't think of Santa Claus as a grumpy hermit. When we first meet him, Klaus is not a happy fellow. Um, hello? <laughs> Jesper Johansson, postman. Oh. 
was a mall Santa when I was like 25. Oh. Whoa. Wasn't big enough or old enough or <laughs> nice enough. <laughs> a true selfless act always sparks another. Kindness is contagious is a beautiful phrase, and I think Klaus expresses it in a really lovely way. You guys are not going to believe what I saw. A flying sleigh pulled by magical reindeer. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Really? That's how you laugh? I love that. That's great. You know, I think that uh, I'm going to watch that with the family tonight. Did I tell you the other night when I said I was going to, I got inspired by you to watch Muppet Christmas Carol and then I fell asleep about two minutes into what? it? I was just so tired. Did you really? It was, I had a long day and I was like, guys, we're watching oh Muppet gosh. Christmas Carol. I hadn't even made it to the part of like the I was like I was asleep. I was what time? Well, what time was it? Well, we probably started watching it like eight. So it was you know. Wait a second. Way wo we wo we wo. Yeah. Do you remember a few episodes ago? You started giving me a hard time for the fact that I didn't want to stay up and watch a show until ten o'clock. Yes. And now you, on the other yes. At eight o'clock, was asleep. Are falling asleep on the couch, and also, might I add, when that woman came to your house and was asking about the Christmas mm-hmm. lights, you didn't seem to be too thrilled about the way that she was engaging you about your Christmas lights. So, <laughs> who so is maybe the curmudgeon? You, <laughs> well, who no, is really Clint Eastwood Here, in this, this is situation? The thing, though, I normally stay up until about one a.m. every day, but occasionally that catches okay. up with uh, me, and I have a day that I have to fall asleep at seven thirty p.m. because <laughs> I'm tired. Okay, fair enough. But yes, fair but enough. Yes. I, I can appreciate yes. that. Okay, all right. I just wanted to clarify, and and it's the same for me. I I'm a night owl as well. I love staying up late. I love watching movies or you know getting caught up on sports late at night as well. But then you have a kid, and then you have two kids, and you gotta go forget about yeah. it. Um. So so are you going to go back and and watch Muppet Christmas? Carol I will again? watch Muppet Christmas Carol again because I did not get to truly enjoy it this season, and I will watch Claus, uh, at some point this week. Better maybe tonight though. I love it. Um, Okay, so we're to my number nine. This is a good one. This is a song that I did not include on my list. Um, I'm going to preface this by saying that, uh, you know, Danny and I have both talked about the fact that we uh, are are Christian and and believe, uh, but there we know that there are people who may be listening to this who are don't see Christmas as much about the religious holiday and see it more just as a festive holiday of getting together with loved ones, and that's that's fine too. You do you, you know. Um, but this song, if, if you fall into that second category, this is a song for you, if, especially if you've never heard it before. Uh, the song is by a gentleman named Tim Minchin. Do you know who Tim Minchin is? Yes, he wrote uh, Matilda. He wrote Matilda, right? yes. And he also wrote the music to Groundhog Day, the musical. But mo- I think most yes. uh, notably, he is like a very famous comedian from Australia. Uh, and he does stand-up comedy, but he also does a lot of musical comedy where he writes funny songs and stuff. And he wrote one song that is not necessarily funny, but is more uh, actually kind of touching. Uh, and that song is called White Wine in the Sun. By Tim Minchin. Hmm. Uh, we are going to play a little clip okay. of it here and then we'll talk about it on the other side. I really like Christmas. It's sentimental, I know. But I just really like it. I am hardly religious. 
I'd rather break bread with Dawkins than Desmond Tutu, to be honest. And yes, I have all of the usual objections to consumerism, to the commercialization of an ancient religion, to the westernization of a dead Palestinian press ganged into selling playstations and beer. But I still really like it I'm looking forward to Christmas Though I'm not expecting A visit from Jesus I'll be seeing my dad My brother and sisters My gran and my mom They'll be drinking white wine in the sun I'll be seeing my dad My brother and sisters, my gran and my mum They'll be drinking white wine in the sun So the song continues on from that point and it's it's super touching and he eventually talks about his own child and he says to his daughter, he says, mm. you know, you're going to go out into the world and you're going to have your own adventures. And at some point you may be, you may be 9,000 miles away from home. But just know that you'll always have me, your brothers, your sisters, and your mom. And we will be the people mm. that will make you feel safe in the world. It's very touching. Oh, my gosh. You talk about like hashtag sad Christmas. It, it's great if you, yeah. you want a good cry. Um, and uh, I just think it's such a, a, a great sort of grabbing of the moment of what this season is all about that it is about being with our loved ones and knowing that they are that family is forever and that you know these things are important and so yeah it's a song that i think a lot of people don't know about so uh, i wanted to bring it up white wine in the sun by tim minchin i definitely had never heard that song before and he just has this incredible ability to balance um like comedy with just uh, really heartwarming moments. Yeah. Like I, in in Matilda, there's one song that always comes to mind for me, and that's when I grow oh, up. Great song. Um, oh my gosh, that that scene just wrecks me. Yeah. You know, like when it starts with like the little kids on the swing, and then all of a sudden they're like big kids mm-hmm. on the swing set together. Yeah. Oh my gosh, um, it makes you think of just your own life, but it makes you think of like your child's mm-hmm. life, and and how we're always in this rush to like grow up and not be afraid of monsters anymore and to be able to go out into the world. But like youth is like, it's so beautiful. Um, anyway, uh, why are we, why are we so hashtag sad Christmas on this episode today? I, oh my it's my fault. It must be because we're getting towards the yeah, end and so. we're like super emotional about, yes. you know, uh, the end of one season and the beginning of another. But anyway, I, I'm so glad you shared that song cause I'd never heard it before. And I love, I love Tim Minchin's work. Yeah. So, so thank you. Um, number nine for me, lucky number nine, uh, as I always say, is a song as well. Great. Uh, and it's a song from an artist that you and I both love massively. Mm-hmm. And it was a song that I so wanted to include on, on my top ten, and I'm so glad that we're doing this Christmas list because now I get a chance to shout it out. Uh, and that song is by Frank Sinatra, and the song is The Christmas Waltz. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I heard that on the radio I, yesterday. It's so good. S- it's such a good song, and I love the like. 
I'll, I'll highlight the lyrics I love, and I'm sure we'll play a little clip here, is um, when he says, it's that time of year when the world falls in love. Yeah. Every song you hear seems to say, Merry Christmas. Mm. May your New Year dreams come true, and this song of mine in three quarters time. And you know me. Like, I love when songwriters find creative ways to create rhyme that still yeah, works yeah. within the framework of the song. Yeah. Like, that it's a waltz, and waltzes are in three-quarter time. Yeah. And he's talking about this song. It's just, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's just such a, it's a beautiful song. I also love how it opens up with the Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. May your every new year dream come true. And then Frosted. Yeah. Oh, it's just like, it's so, let's, you can let's see let's it, right? Like you can it's see, so good. Let's just listen to it because Sinatra is so much better than me. It's so good. Frosted window panes, candles gleaming inside, painted candy canes on the tree. Santa's on his way, he's filled his sleigh with things, things for you and it's that time of year when the world falls in love. Every song you hear seems to say, Merry Christmas, may your New Year dreams come true. Wishes you and yours the same thing too. Oh my gosh. He's, I mean, he's the best for a reason. Yeah. He, I mean, timeless. I could do timeless. A, a bajillion hours talking about Sinatra, but it's the depth of his voice and the graveliness, and you can hear the, uh, the importance of what he's saying, but it also feels mm. light, and he somehow combines that rich baritone with also being so light and fluffy to your ear. I mean, he's he's the greatest, <laughs> and we both have obviously uh, gushed on him quite a bit. So that is a great choice. Oh my god! Because it is not a song that necessarily jumps to like a top 10 list i think because it's not necessarily big and splashy right. but you're totally right it's a great one that's a really good chris missed uh list yeah, item. i've heard i've heard that he um i've heard sort of conflicting reports on this but i've heard that he his like sort of inspiration musical inspiration for his voice was like the clarinet um, and the way that it sort of like is able to like sort of sweep around but i've also heard that it was a trombone Trum i've heard I've it's heard, a trombone I've heard both I've heard that it was uh, yeah. Harry James was the first uh, band leader that he sang with, uh, and Harry, Harry right. James played the trombone, and he um, he said that he – sorry, you know what? I, I'm going back. Tommy Dorsey played the trombone. Harry James played the trumpet, uh, and it may be more from hmm. Tommy Dorsey. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm retracting that. It is Tommy Dorsey who was the second band leader that he worked with. Tommy Dorsey, uh, right. which is sort of the famous story from The Godfather when he's like in a band contract that he can't get out so he can do the movie. 
uh, is based on his relationship with Tommy Dorsey. But Tommy Dorsey played the trombone, and Sinatra said that he tried yes. to bend around the notes in a sort of way of like hugging the notes in the way that a trombone sounds. Um, but you're right; that's a that's a great great little factoid there. I'm actually I'm actually reading it. I'm reading an article about it right now where it says, um, and this is because I always thought it was trombone, but then somebody who is like a musical person that I really really mm-hmm. trust who has worked with very big names and worked with Quincy Jones, who sure. was a close Sinatra, friend yeah. of, of Sinatra's, his, his, his band director. Um, he had said clarinet, and I was like, are you sure? But I didn't want to question him because yeah. he's just like a legend. Um, but this article that I'm reading right now says Sinatra made a point of studying Tommy Dorsey's trombone playing as a means of cultivating a more free-flowing um, vocal style. He noticed that Dorsey used a small air hole, hole at the side of his mouth to sneak breaths when playing. Yep. And I guess Sinatra would employ a similar uh, technique so he could hold notes for longer durations. This is true. This is true. That's wild. How do you do? How do you breathe? It's called circular in... breathing. Wow. It, it has a, t- okay. a title. It's called circular breathing. It's extremely hard to do. I tried to learn it when I was playing saxophone when I was in high school, and it is extremely yeah. hard to do. You're breathing in your nose while you're blowing out of your mouth at the same time. It's very hard to do. Um, I think Conan O'Brien's trumpet player is able to do that because I went to a taping of the show once and they do this thing like to warm up the crowd and the trumpet player would hold a note for insanely long two minutes. And like everyone's like, hold that note. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) you're like, hold that note. You're like, how in the world did you just do that? Um, That's incredible. I I cannot do circular (laughs) breathing just for the record. But anyway, the Christmas Waltz by Frank Sinatra is is my number nine uh, on our Christmas list. What do you what do you got at number at eight? Number Greg? eight, I just have a thing, a, a general Christmas thing that we a didn't thing. talk about that I just love, and that is the Coca Cola Santa. I love oh. I loved Santas, but I especially love those sort of nineteen forties, nineteen fifties coca-cola painted santas i love them and i was doing a little bit of research about them and i found out some interesting uh factoids and i'm gonna read them to you right now it says before coca-cola decided to use his image for advertising santa's looks tended to be more spooky than jolly but then in 1931 the beverage company hired an illustrator named haddon sundblom to depict the jolly old elf for magazine ads. And now kids see visions of sugar plums instead of having Santa-themed nightmares. So we owe a, a great so deal of debt to uh, the Coca-Cola company for taking Santa out of the sort of spooky world and making uh, him have sort of the round belly and the joyful kind of rosy cheeks. Um, and so I, yeah. I just, uh, I love that. And I just, I have a couple of t-shirts that have the sort of like Coca-Cola Santas on them. I just, I love that just feels so nostalgic to me and we don't really have a clip to play or anything, but just, uh, imagine if you will, a Coca- uh, Coca-Cola Santa, uh, as you're listening to us now. I, I feel like that could have appeared on your, your top Santa list. It could have, but we only did five. So I, it was hard. Right. But what I'm saying is like I'm when I put my list together, what I was thinking was, was all the themes that we've done so far and items that I didn't put on those sure. lists. That was my that was sure. my approach. So like as I go through my list, like I'll be like, this was a TV special. This was a thing to do. And I almost feel like yours there is is a Santa that could have done yeah. maybe top 10. Maybe it would have cracked. The I list. think it would have. Yes, I, I would agree. 
Either way, great selection. Uh, I give it a ho ho ho, Not a and I'm mailing a letter to him in, in Canada. <laughs> I listened back to that last night. Oh, I mean, made me laugh. Uh, it's also making me think of you're talking about how Santa was spooky. That reminds me of the song um, in uh, Deck. Was it Deck the Halls? Where they talk about um, uh, scary ghost stories. Oh yeah, uh, tales of the glories. Or what? What song is um, that? Um, there'll be scary stories. ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmas is long, long ago. Most it's the wonderful most wonderful time, time of the year. Of the yeah. year. What? What is that why, about? I've never shared a scary ghost story on yeah, Christmas. Have you? I have not. I wonder why that lyric is in there. We have to do a deep dive, and we'll Aaron, come back are, next are episode. You, are you wanting me to do no, this no, right no, now? No, no, no. We have a long list. We can't. We have to stay That's on true. task here. We're already we're already an hour in. Oh man! Somebody messaged us the other day on Facebook saying, um, "I would be totally fine if you recorded seven hour episodes." <laughs> is what somebody said to us. And I was Hilarious. like, "Well, be careful yeah. what you wish for." Because our finale Don't is coming, started. guaranteeing it's not going to be short. I know, right? Don't even get us started. Um, reminding me of yes. Molly Shannon. Uh, anyway, okay. So number where are we at? Number, number eight, eight for you. So number yeah. eight for me is a is a is a TV special. Sure. Um, I don't know if it ever aired on TV, but I know it's a sh- it's shorter. So it's about twenty two minutes. It was it was never in the theaters. Um, it might have been made specifically for Disney Plus, or it might have been like a straight to Blu Ray sort of situation. Um, but the name of this special is Prep and oh, Landing. So um, good. I don't know if you, it's so I love good. that. It's so so good. I had never watched it. Like I think I watched a couple minutes of it last Christmas, yeah. trying to get my my daughter to watch it, and she was so like, he, you know, like laser focused on Toy Story sure. at that point in time that anything that wasn't Woody and Buzz, forget about it. Um, and if you're a parent, you know, like it's not even worth having yeah. an argument. Um, but this year I put it on and she became obsessed with it. And because she's obsessed with it, I've watched it a ton. Sure. And it is so smart. Yeah. It is so funny. Um, the, the character Wayne is absolutely hysterical <laughs> in this idea of like an elf, you know, in this like elf crew that takes this like mythical um, reindeer named yeah. Thrasher who like is like faster than like the speed of sound. And deliver and drops all these elves off at the houses that Santa is going to be going to, and they sort of prep for his landing yeah. there. And they have these like devices, they have like utility belt where they go around, they put out the fire. See if there's any creatures so that stirring. Santa doesn't get burned coming yeah. down the fire. They make sure the cookies are set up right. They make sure there's room under the tree for the the presents. And oh if not, gosh. they trim the tree a little bit. It's so good. It's so perfect, and like when like a dog comes, they've got these like exploding <laughs> ornaments to like put the dog to sleep, not like the dog to sleep, but like the dog takes a nap. Yes, um, is what I should say. And then they like they hang the stockings with care, like they they spray that little like magical juice yeah. or whatever into the into the stockings. And then like sort of Wayne's story within it is really funny because he thinks he's going to get promoted, he doesn't, and then he gets like a big chip on his shoulder towards Santa and the idea of Christmas, and then he sort of goes on this journey of realizing what Christmas is all about and, and falls back in love with with his job as a member of the prep and landing team. So um, let, let's take a little listen to uh, to that Disney uh, special, Prep and Landing. Open, hangar door. Cue Rosebud. Reindeer, ready to roll. We are go for launch. Dash away off. Before the big guy takes off, <laughs> he gets a little help from his friends. I'm part of Prep and Landing, an elite unit of elves getting houses ready for the big guy's arrival. Our mission statement, get in, get out, never be noticed. 
This holiday. 364 days of preparation, one night of perfect execution. Mm, sorry. The figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. Hits the fan. But no one does stealth. Keep it together, dancer. Like an elf. Disney presents its first animated television special made exclusively for ABC. I'm alive! Elf. Frostbite. Trap and landing. How are we going to make it through all this snow? Laughing all the way, my friend. Laughing all the way. Coming soon to ABC. Oh, man, that's so funny. I love that. And Rob Riggle I, is so funny in that as the sort of like, oh, yeah, man, this is what we're going to do. That kind of guy. Uh, yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> yes, exactly. The characters are so great. I, now you're making me wonder who plays Wayne. In I can tell you. I didn't, his I didn't name, oh, uh, you. Know? His name is going to be, what is his name? He was on news radio. He's a Canadian. He was in Kids in the okay. Hall. Uh, he, uh, Dave, Dave Foley. Foley. That's who it is. Dave Foley. I don't even. I don't know if I even recognize this guy. You do. You, you'd recognize him. From oh, wait, stuff. I kind of yeah. recognize him. I kind of yeah. recognize him. Yeah. Okay. That's but good. It, but like when you look at the cast, like it's not a bunch of like big, no, no. Know, famous, famous names. Um, I mean, obviously you got Rob Riggle in there, and Chris Parnell yeah. um, is involved as well. But it's it's so it's so funny. It's so well animated. It's really really cute, um, and it's a really fun take on the world of of Santa and and, and a great own. special. So, um, if, that's why I had if it your it. kids are like, hey, can we watch one more thing before bed? It's like twenty minutes long. You watch it and then put them to bed. Yeah, and if they like it. Uh, take it from me; they will watch it over and over and over again. <laughs> is there is there a prep and landing too? I feel like there might be. There's a prep and landing called uh, it was called Secret Santa. Um, they did that one. They also did one called uh, Naughty vs Nice. Okay, so there is more than one. Um, yeah. Yes, I think the one that I watched, I thought it was came out more recently, but it looks like it came out in in 2009 yeah it's been out for a while is when this this original yeah. one i thought this was more recent but i think it's the um there's one called operation uh secret santa that one came out maybe that one came out that had to have come out more sure. recently i would guess um i'm trying to google as we go here to keep this show sure. moving along um yeah that well that one came out in 2010 so apparently these came out a while yeah. ago yeah, um, yeah, yeah anyway you, you need to get into it is, is the moral of the story definitely all right, we are to my number seven here. Number seven, I'm going uh, with a whole album of music uh, because it's impossible to pick Ooh. just one. Uh, and this is one that like is not going to be number one on my list of Christmas music, but to omit it, I feel is is not right of us. We've we've really, you know, okay. in the same way that uh, it was hard, we only listed like one Michael Bublé song when we did Modern Christmas. And that was kind of unfair. Like, Buble is the king of modern Christmas music. So, But this is one right. that would not have been in our, our modern Christmas list because this would be pre-2000s. Uh, but it also, like, neither of us mentioned it. And to do that, I think, is, is not fair. This is going to be the Carpenters Christmas album, which I feel like oh. is just is a classic. And if you were born in the 80s, like Danny and I were, like, you listen to this. I guarantee you that your parents had this and oh, it was yeah. playing in the house, probably a vinyl. Um, there's so many great songs on it. I'm going to pick There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. Uh, but there are there's so many just to play a clip. But you know the Carpenters. Let's, let's play a little clip of There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays by the Carpenters.
I mean, we could listen for for an hour and a half here. It, I have such a big smile on my face. Me right too. It, like it's again, it's not uh, like the first thing I would think of as being like the Carpenters, but it is so. It really makes me feel like I'm a kid again at my home. It came out in 1978. Yeah, uh, I love the the cover of the album. Is the sort of like Norman Rockwell looking. You know, kind of yes. vibe of like Santa painting a portrait of, of the Carpenters. It's just so good and so lovely and really like, you know, we talk a lot about nostalgia on this show, but it really feels so nostalgic and so just warm and happy and, and cozy and exactly what I want to think about in the holidays. So if you don't have the Carpenters Christmas oh, album so in good. your list of your Christmas playlist, you got to add it because it's just the best. You got to get it. Get it on Spotify totally. right now. Get it on Amazon Music, wherever wherever you listen. It, honestly, I I wanted to include a song from that album on my list, but there were other songs. I was like, how do I leave these right. off? So I'm so glad that you included the whole album because my mom was recently giving me a hard time about it. She goes, I love how you said, like, you know, you love it, but yet you didn't include, like, any songs right. from it on your list. And, and she's totally right. Um, but she's also not sitting in this hot seat with so much so pressure, much like, pressure. trying to think of, like, these there's so much pressure um and we just can't include everything but another song i want to shout out from that album is merry christmas darling oh yeah merry christmas darling oh that's a good Girl one part, it's true that's oh. a good one oh god i can just hear her i mean she almost feels like the original sort of like uh female voice of, of the christmas. holiday season yeah, right totally. like before mariah oh, carey yeah. like hearing karen carpenter sing christmas music is just so oh, lovely it makes my heart happy um, great choice, Eric. Um, all right, so number seven for me mm-hmm. is a um, would have been on our things to do okay. at Christmas list, and that is something that I couldn't possibly have put on the list at that time because I feel like it was too fresh. Okay. And um, but it is it is definitely something that has come to mean a ton to me at the holiday season, and that is um, to do the Christmas countdown show. Oh, um, we made that the list. has quickly become. We made the list. I told my wife about this last night. She goes, you can't include that on your list. <laughs> I was like, Why what do you not? mean I can't include this on my list? I said, and she goes, well, it's not done yet. I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, it has become one of my favorite things right now about, like, Christmas. Like, when I think of things to do in Christmas 2021 and hopefully yeah. many Christmases to come, it's getting to hang out with one of my good buddies, Eric, and talk about one of the things that I love the most, Christmas, and to get to interact with so many people from all corners of the yeah. world that are Christmas obsessed like us. Like this show, as we shared earlier, has just come to mean so, so much to me. It has brought so much joy into my life, and and I'm grateful for it. So it will, it is now, and for many years to come, will 
be one of my favorite things to do at Christmas time will be to think of creative ideas and lists and, and talk about Christmas with Eric I love and that. to produce the Christmas countdown show. So anyway, I, um, I love that. I think that is hashtag hashtag uh, Danny. Yes, Hill. that is good. But we weren't number one. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I mean, you got to hear the rest of my list, you know, it's, and it's too fresh. That's true. It's, that's it is, true. That's it is true. a little that's fresh. Fair. I felt like it'd be really self-serving of us. And number one is me <laughs> is, is the show that I my get to host. My favorite part of Christmas is myself. It reminds me of, um, I produced a show years ago for history channel called Milwaukee blacksmith. Okay. And I don't know if they listen to the show. So Kent, uh, Shannon, if you're listening, um, I had a great time working <laughs> with you all. Um, but we did this one episode where, because they're like old school, like blacksmiths, and they did these like incredible builds. Like we did a six foot tall Death Star fire Whoa. pit made out of cool. steel. Um, we did like this huge like floating beer tap that we installed up by the old Paps Brewery that was like eighteen feet foot tall, and it looked like it was just suspended in midair because we we hid like the anchor uh, pole inside like a logger cool. flow coming out of the out of the beer tap. But one of the builds we did uh, was for this guy who was like a huge collector of Indian motorcycles, mm-hmm. um, the, the company Indian. And we did a, like a steel bar for cool. him. And when we did like the big reveal, you know, we wanted to have like a big wrap up moment. Like we always do at the end of these like build shows yeah. where like we get like the big pull away and all that sort of stuff. And so we're like, okay, you know, Kent, why don't you get in there? And like, you know, since you're around a bar, like raise a toast, you know? And so Kent goes, to Milwaukee blacksmith. Um, and so we're like, Kent, you realize by raising that toast, you were basically like saying, to, to me. me. <laughs> um, <Yes>. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you toast to the guy who paid you to right. build the, <laughs> this hilarious. thing? Uh, as he was there. And it was like this huge gathering of all these like motorcycle guys in the middle of this like, right. huge, you know, uh, warehouse this guy had. So it was, anyway, whenever I think of like people raising a toast, I always think, to me. <laughs> um, just, That's good. That's anyway. Good. Um, a little anecdote for you all there. Let, let's keep it. All right, we're along, moving along. So this is what is this number six for me? Number six. six. Okay, yes. this is. I guess we could have put this technically on our movies list, but it's not a movie that I've seen. It's more an event that happened, okay. and there's a movie about it that I want to see. But the event itself is <laughs> okay. something that I think is cool and wanted to talk about. Um, so, all right, the event is called the Christmas Truce. Do you know about the Christmas Truce? No. The Christmas Tell Truce more, please. took place during World War One between British and German soldiers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, yeah. was yeah. this truce, this sort of unspoken truce that happened in the middle of World War One. They were, they were only about five months into the war. Obviously, world all wars are terrible. World War One was just horrific with trench warfare and, like, mustard yep. gas and bayonets. I mean, it really was a terrible, terrible war. And uh, on on Christmas Eve of the year 1914, the German yes. and the British soldiers just kind of decided to stop shooting at each other, and they got up out of their trenches, and they came to the middle of what was called No Man's Land, and they shook hands, and they had coffee and tea and food together, mm. and they sang Christmas carols, and then they sadly went back to their trenches the next day, and the war resumed. But it was like this beautiful moment that yeah. happened. Um, and there's a movie. I think there's a couple movies about it. There's one called The Christmas Truce. But the one that I, I wanted to see is called jo- Joy Noel. I don't know if it's in French, maybe. It's spelled J-O-Y-E-U-X Noel, N-O-E-L. 
uh, it, which is all about okay. that that moment in of the Christmas truce. Uh, so I, I I saw it on a list of uh, you know great Christmas movies, and it's not something that I've seen, but I want to see. And and I knew about the event of the the Christmas truce happening, uh, so it, it was just something that I thought was cool, and I, I wanted to bring up in case people had not heard of and recommend the movie, even though I haven't yes. seen it. I. That's so great that you brought that up. I feel like I saw that in a World War One movie, mm. or maybe it was a TV show. Um, I'm trying to think of which one. It, like I can picture it in in a film yeah. where they're like getting out of the trenches and like r- walking towards each other, and then they like sing Christmas yeah. carols together. Oh my gosh! Oh man, I can't think of it right now. I, I'm gonna, was it War Horse? I never saw War was Horse. It maybe War Horse. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll do a deep dive into that. I've got a lot of <laughs> yes, deep dives do. to do uh, <laughs> over the next yes. like, week. But I'm so glad you brought you brought that up. That that's such a great one. And you know, it, what I realized about doing this Christmas list is, as we were sort of getting into our show and we were coming up with all of these themes, I started to get a little worried about, like, oh my gosh, are we going to have enough themes to carry us through an entire season? And furthermore, how would we do a second season of this show where we've touched on? You know, all these like the first themes that come to mind. But that's what's been so fun about this is that through our conversations, we're learning about all these different things we can dive into. And then all of our incredible listeners are are reaching out to us and saying like, hey, you should do like top five scrooges. You should do top five this or whatever it might be. So so if you have ideas for theme lists for us to do for season two. Please keep them Send coming them in. Uh, via our DMs on Instagram at Christmas Countdown Show. Um, we we want them, we need them, and we will use them. Um, that's a great one. Okay, uh, moving along to my number six. This is going to be a song. Okay, and honestly, after after we recorded our top ten Christmas songs episode, which was like our first countdown we yeah. ever did. Um, I think it was the next day this song came on the radio or on like a shuffle playlist. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Danny, what have you done? <laughs> How in the world did you not think of this song? And, and I'm sure that's what a lot of our listeners have thought listening to our show is like, how did you forget about this right. movie? Or how did you forget about this song? And it is not easy to come up with 10 <laughs> um, and to narrow it down when you're talking about hundreds, if not thousands of songs that you're trying yeah. to like remember in your mind. But but this song specifically came on the day after we recorded that episode or released that episode and it is White Christmas, but the version by the Drifters. Um, it's the version that, of course, you all know it from my favorite Christmas movie of all time, Home Alone. It is the song that comes on when Kevin decides, you know what, I'm here Home Alone. I'm going to make the most of this. And he's, you know, he's out of the shower and he's like, combing his hair and then he puts the brute you know aftershave yep. on his hands claps it together and goes ah! um it's such a great song i love doo-wop music yes, me too so much it's definitely one of my favorite styles of music yeah. ever like i always say I, I was born in the wrong decade like i should have lived in the 40s and 50s like i would have been one of those guys on the street like, corner on yeah. the street corner <laughs> like in a on like a white t-shirt with like i wouldn't have smoked but like I would have had something rolled in like my sleeves and I'd be like, Hey Danny boy. <laughs> you know, like that would have, I, I would have loved to, I love the cars. I love the music. Yes. Um, I love, you know, obviously there was a lot wrong with our world, especially here in the United States in the fifties. And, you know, um, 
but I just I love the music and the movies and the cars that came out of yeah. that era and doo wop music just holds this very special place in my heart and I love the juxtaposition between like the deep bass voice and then the yeah. <laughs> like I just I, I I love that so much. Um so let's let's take a little listen to uh White Christmas by the Drifters. <laughs> Of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. Where those streets are listen and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow, the snow, the Great choice. Yes, it is. you're you're so right? right that there are a lot of like things that are staples that we did not include, and, and it's hard, as you said, it's hard to get down to these top ten lists. It's hard. There's so many great it? ones, it's, but that is that is a classic. You're right. That was a good one that sadly we Chris missed. So now it's now it's in the now it's in the <laughs> canon. It's in the catalog. Would you argue that like you know there's genres like sure. punk and rock and R&B. Would you argue, I think I would, that the genre of doo-wop might be the coolest title oh, yeah. for a genre totally. of music? Doo-wop. 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 Like, doo-wop. I don't know. It's just like nothing else like has that like, hey, totally. sort of feel totally. about it, you know? I love that. Anyway. That was a great choice. Great choice. Um, all you. right, we're into the top five here. Top five. Number five for me. Oh, my I'm gosh. I'm excited about this one. Ooh, I love talking about this thing. Um, okay. <laughs> Is it it is not a food. I would tell, I would call this a Christmas special. Um, and Ooh, I'm sort of shocked okay. that I didn't include it because it's so good. I guess maybe because it's, like you said, it's a little bit fresher in my mind. Um, but, it, okay, okay, there is a company of actors called the Mischief Theater Company. They're a uh, group of about uh, probably seven or eight actors um, who are based in England, in, in the U.K., and they came up with a okay. show uh, that was eventually on Broadway called The Play That Goes Wrong. Play That Goes yes. Wrong is probably one yes. of the funniest things I've ever seen on a stage. I had actually seen this group of players. Um, they did a short version of The Play That Goes Wrong for a Queen's uh, like comedy festival in like 2005 or something. And I'd seen it on YouTube, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is hilarious. They eventually stretched that into a full two-hour show, and then they've made many other shows always of this same iteration of goes wrong. Like they have Peter Pan goes wrong, and a bank robbery goes wrong. Um, And then they even have a show that you can watch on Amazon Prime if you get the Broadway HD channel uh, that is the goes wrong show where they do a weekly – 
performance of a different genre. You know, they do like a detective story. They do a lawyer story. They do a American like family drama story. They do all these different things. But the, the overarching thing of the whole time is that they play these characters are, that are the corn, the cornly uh, uh, community players so they all pretend like they're terrible community <laughs> yes. theater actors and one guy always yes. forgets his li- his lines one girl always is getting knocked out one guy thinks he's the greatest actor and always tries to take over one guy loves when the audience laughs and he always is like oh they're laughing at me and he kind of breaks character they're so charming and so funny yes. anything that you see by them I highly recommend, but they have two Christmas specials, but if you just search A Christmas Carol Goes Wrong was their first one, and it is spectacular. It is so funny. The jokes are so silly and so lovely and lovable. Uh, They're just – if you like the show – uh, noises off where like things go wrong then yes. you will love this stuff it's all of that same world uh, let's play a tiny little clip from christmas carol goes wrong i don't know how much you'll be able to understand from this because it does sort of take uh, <laughs> just know that things are going wrong and and everyone is not saying the right lines and and you know a, a, there's lots of hijinks that are happening but here's a little clip of christmas carol goes wrong by mischief theater company Now, everyone, we must search for the plumpest goose we can find. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. No oh, no goose, then. But very well, Bob Cratchit. If this is what you desire most, then it is what you shall have. For everyone at Christmas loves goosons. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle Sorry, would you mind if we went ahead of Yes, I don't mind. <laughs> Greetings, good fellow. Jingle bells. Give us the Snickers. Take one yourself. What? Take one yourself. Now, everyone, we shall return to Bob Cratchit's house and present him with the finest Christmas feast he's had in all his life. <laughs> it's so good it's so funny and uh, trust me it is well worth the the you know sitting down for an hour and watching it uh, I believe that it's on YouTube, and it's probably an illegal version, but you can probably check it out there. Um, <laughs> or uh, you, if you go on Amazon Prime and you get the Broadway HD like add-on channel, it's definitely under that as well. Um, so definitely look for the Goes Wrong show, specifically the Christmas Carol Goes Wrong, uh, and you will. My kids <laughs> love watching these specials with me and my wife. We we just laugh so hard at it. So definitely check that out. Uh, I will be checking that out. Tonight, well, actually, no, I'm going to a concert at Disney Concert Hall tonight. But uh, tomorrow night, I will watch it because I love them so much. I saw that production of uh, A Play Goes Wrong 
on um, on Broadway. I think I went and saw it four times or five so times good. just because it was so so well done. It's like the moment you walk into the theater, the show starts, which I just have so much respect for performers who are not, not like, I don't perform until right. the <laughs> right, right. comes up. Like, because you're just you've walked into this whole experience and they're walking down the aisles and the sound guy's up in the box and he's trying to figure things out and there's things going wrong with like planks on the stage flying up and and they they it's printed, just, it's they printed we, all their programs like just a little bit off center so that the words like don't or no they're upside, they're upside down, down or oh that's right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah it spills off the yeah, end of the like playbill it was poorly that's right printed. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, one of the guys who I think is a, I don't know if he's a founding member of uh, Mischief Theater. Uh, my gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name right now. Maybe you know his name. Maybe I you don't, don't know any Maybe of their names. Searching. But the people that are in um, it are the people oh that write gosh. it. Okay. Um, his name is, oh, Henry yes, Lewis. he's the Henry bigger Lewis guy. Is his yeah. name. He played, yes, the guy with the yeah. beard. He came on the the Broadway. Cast. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Um, we did an episode and he's just so, so incredibly hysterical. So please go, go find their work. If you don't have Broadway HD, I think you can rent things like a one-time yeah. rental sort of thing through Broadway HD without a subscription. Or if you go the YouTube route, we can't stop you from doing that. Why not go donate to them yeah. in some capacity? I'm sure if they're a Do theater that. company in the UK, they're probably nonprofit. So send them a little cash, send them a few, you know, pounds. Uh, for Christmas, as it were. But um, that's such a great selection, Eric. Thanks, Nicely buddy. done. Thanks. Um, all right. So number five for me is a is a thing to do. Um, we did that, I don't know, six-ish mm -hmm. episodes ago. We did things to do. And this is something, much like the Christmas Countdown show, it was something that came into sort of my existence this holiday season in a real measurable, significant way. And that is um, listening to my daughter sing Christmas songs mm. um, has become one of my favorite favorite things in the world because she'll do it my daughter is like very independent and very like i only will do this when i sort of want to do it uh sort of person right. which i love because she's strong and and fierce and i love that about her so a lot of times she'll just a song will come on and or she, i'll just hear her down the hallway i have this video i got of her a couple weeks ago where i was walking down the hallway and i heard I heard like what sounded sort of like jingle bells coming from uh, our other daughter's room because that's where we moved a lot of the right. old toys. And I heard jingle bells and I'm walking down the hallway and I hear jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. And she's just sitting in there on her own with this little set of like jingle bells, just shaking them, singing jingle oh bells my to God, herself. It's so good. And so like I shot a video of it. I'll, I'll, I'll get that up on our social media as well of her just like singing jingle bells to herself. Um, and now like her current, she has two songs that are like her favorite Christmas songs currently, and that is uh, Holly Jolly Christmas by Bro Great. Lives. Um, she absolutely loves that song. And now Hippopotamus for Christmas <laughs> is like her, her number number one jam. And as I mentioned in our last episode, she's like figured out how to get our Amazon device to like fire up, and she requests yeah. it all the time. So um, just seeing her starting to get into the holiday season in the way that we are and to love singing Christmas music, it just... Um, it absolutely warms my heart, and it's quickly become one of my, my favorite things about the Christmas season. I love so that. That's, uh, that's number five Did I ever me. tell you yeah. that uh, a lady that goes to my church, her mom is the singer of I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. And what? Yeah, and she, her mom. Gail? Uh, yes. Uh, I guess whatever, uh, whatever. Gail. I don't know who sings it. Gail. 
Oh, Gala, Gala, excuse me. It's Gala, Gala Peavy is her mom, and she sang it when she was serious? a kid, but now she's like just a regular like mom. She's not like a big performer. She's like an older lady in her probably 60s or 70s now. And But every year at Christmas, she gets to go on a couple of radio shows or morning TV shows and be like, yeah, I was the one who sang I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas when oh I was like gosh. nine years old or whatever. And uh, yeah, but her, we, we've, I don't know if we've ever met her mom, but we, her daughter is a, a friend of ours from our church, which is <laughs> kind of funny. Why has she not been on our show? Eric? I know. Well, maybe, that maybe season two. An opportunity season two. right there. Season two. Okay. See, we've got all this fodder this is for, good. for season two. This is good. All right. So number four yeah. for me, I want to know if you know about this. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Okay. Uh, me and my brother, Kyle, watched this TV special, I guess we'll call it, uh, when we were kids in the 80s. And we thought it was so beautiful and awesome. And then when I showed it to my wife and kids, they teased me about it because they're like, what is this thing that we're watching? It is called <laughs> The Snowman. Do you know this 1980s uh, TV special called uh... The Snowman? It says, the way that I they do. describe it is, uh, an Eng after an English boy makes a snowman on Christmas Eve, it comes to life and takes him on an adventure to the North Pole to meet Santa Claus. came out in 1982, uh, directed by Diane Jackson okay. and, and hey, Jimmy T. Murakami. Uh, it's sort of most okay. famous for the song Walking in the Air, which is, we're walking hmm. in the air, da 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 I have no idea what you were singing to me. <laughs> it's like a, this little – it might not even be like half hour long. It might be like a 10-minute movie, honestly. Um, and okay. basically it's all animated. I don't know that there's even any talking in it. It's just that song plays, and this it's like a, a beautiful child's book, uh, children's book illustration come to life. And this snowman like picks up this kid and they go flying through the air and they go to the North Pole. It's beautiful and it's really great. And I don't know why my wife and kids think it's creepy or weird. <laughs> I think it's great and nostalgic and wonderful. So you should check it out. We'll play a tiny clip of that song because maybe my singing didn't do it justice. But here's a little clip from the snowman. <laughs> So do you know that? Does that does that sound familiar to you at all? Eric, I have never heard of this in my life. <laughs> it's a true thing, I swear. I'm it doesn't not... matter if you sang it, the real version. <laughs> you know, you said it came out in 1982. So did I. I came out in 1982. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was only four months old uh, when, when this TV special came out. I've never heard of this. I've never seen any of this imagery. Uh <laughs> In my well, life. Well, you got to watch it. I, I'm pretty um, sure it's short. I, I'm going to look it up how long it is. Hang on. Okay. Let's see. 
It, I think it's 20, 26 okay. minutes is what it's so telling So it's like me, a true uh, TV special. On Google. Okay. Well, add it to the add list. Add it to apparently. the list. It's a good one. <laughs> you have nothing to say about it because yeah, you've never I, seen it. But trust me. I literally am sitting here. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know how to God. add to this conversation. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm curious. Have any of our listeners heard of the snowman? If you I have, bet, shoot us a I DM. Bet they let, have. Us let us know, though. Let us know. Let, let us, know. us know. Oh, ding. That's a good one. Um, all right. Uh, word to you. Woo. What do you got for number four for your list? Number four, it's going to be another song. Great. Uh, again, this was one that I, I don't, it was so hard to not included i feel like with our songs it just eventually got to the point where i was like i have so many that i want to include on this list if i I don't know how i don't know how i'm going to do it and i just sort of threw the ones in that first jumped out of me this is a song that to me is it is the feeling of christmas the energy of it the melody of it the the lyrics of it uh the way it's performed it just feels like somebody opened the door to Christmas and this was the song that you were greeted with as you walked in the door. Like that. And and that song is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Great. Yes. Um I don't think we like had the any way Andy it's sort Williams of like on our music lists. We didn't. We did not. I think we had like Michael Bublé versions sure, yeah. of like Andy Williams songs I think made the list. Uh, but Andy Williams is so yeah. great. Um I don't know much, frankly, I'll be honest, I don't know much about Andy Williams outside Christmas, of yeah, sure. Christmas music, um, but that, the opening of that song with like sort of the swelling of like the strings and the music, and it all just sort of pauses, it's like the door opens, it's the most, and like you're looking around and there's like, you know, little people riding on like candy cane bicycles <laughs> and um, somebody's like pouring hot cocoa over there. To, it's like you've just wa- walked into this like magical Christmas totally. world. And this is the soundtrack of that world. Um, there, there's there's not much more I could say that's more colorful than that. Um, so, so let's take a little listen to uh, Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle-belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year It's the happiest season of all With those holiday and gay happy meetings when friends come to call it's the happiest season of all there'll be parties for hosting marshmallows so good so classic do you think that up at the the real north pole that they listen to modern christmas music or do they only listen to like old school christmas music and by old school what are we talking about are we talking about like old Christmas hymns, or do you think that they're allowed to listen to Frank Sinatra and Andy Williams and, and Michael Bublé up at the North Pole? I don't know. Maybe if you're an elf that's, and you're listening to this and you question. could uh, you know, let us know, uh, that would be great. And also, if you are an elf and you're listening to this podcast uh, and you want to be a guest, that would be a big get for us, you know, <laughs> if we could prove I'm... the existence of the North Pole on, on our own little Christmas podcast. It would be a big thing. So... If you're, if that would you be pretty are, big. I feel like that would trend. I think that would trend a little bit. 
we might we might be able to crack a little bit. the top 50 uh, of family <laughs> podcasts if we have uh, an exclusive, a real live Santa's Elf on our, our podcast. That would be a big thing. So if you're listening, I'm just putting it out there, no pressure, but uh, that, would, <laughs> that would be helpful to us. I like to imagine they don't listen to Christmas music at all. Ooh. I like to imagine they listen to, I don't know, like boy bands or something. I don't know. <laughs> or hard rock. <laughs> Making those presents. Yeah, Making those presents. Maybe do Maybe do Maybe, maybe, maybe. Fans up there. We'll find out. Who knows? All right. Uh, is it back to me then? Uh, okay. Number ping pong back, to, back to me. Okay. This is a song that I actually was trying to find when we were doing our modern Christmas list. And I knew that okay. I had taken a screenshot of this album. It was an artist that I was not very familiar with, but I found last Christmas and I remember loving it. And I could like sort of picture the screenshot of the the album cover when we were doing our list, but I could not think of what her name was. And I was going through one of my old Spotify playlists and I found it. And so I'm so excited to bring this to you uh, because I love this song and I think it's just super fun. The artist's name is Francesca Batticelli, B-A-T-T-I-S-T-E-L-L-I. Batticelli, Batticelli, Francesca Batticelli. Maybe she's not more famous because her okay. last name is very hard to pronounce. But, um, or maybe she's famous maybe in Italy she or wherever she's from. Possibly. But I think she's American. But I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, okay, I'm pulling up the song. The song is called Christmas Is. Christmas Is is the name of the song. Christmas uh, Is. The okay. artist is uh, Francesca Battistelli. I'm going to play you a little clip of it right here so you can hear what it sounds like. Christmas is music and family in town. Christmas is Snoopy and Charlie Brown. It's anticipating that snow's gonna fall and praying for some place to park at the mall. It's mom going crazy because the turkey got burned. It's saying thanks for some gift you'll return. Christmas is caroling kids at your door. It's paper and ribbon all over. album she might even have two uh that are so good and so lovely and like we've talked a lot about how we love when modern people have kind of that you know feel of the rap pack of the doo-wop era of that sort of like big band you know the jingle bells are going i just i love that song and i was so happy that i re-found it because i remember loving it last year yeah uh, but i couldn't place it in my mind so there you go francesca Battistelli. 
the song Christmas Is. That's such a great song. Um, she. It turns out she's from New York there City. There you go. She's not from uh, Italy, as I was sort of suggesting. To me, her voice had a had a, a little tinge of uh, Carrie Underwood. Yeah. I was hearing some Carrie totally. Underwood in there as I we hear were that. listening to that. That was that was great though. I'm so glad that she's getting a shout yeah. out. So uh, Francesca, if you're listening or you know Francesca, uh, have her come listen to this episode, and, and we're going to have to give you some more love uh, going into totally. season two. That was great. Um, okay, so number let's see, number three for me is, okay. is a movie. Uh, it's a movie we talked a ton about, but it was not on my top ten Christmas movies mm. list. And that movie is uh, the 90s version of Miracle on 34th Street. I did not include it on my movies list. It, frankly, was a movie I I don't think I'd watched probably since it came out in the 90s. Because for some reason, I don't know why, I just always thought that that Miracle on 34th Street was a movie I wasn't going to like or that (laughs) I didn't like it when I was a kid. Maybe... Maybe I mentioned this when we did that episode about Santa's is that I think because there's so many adult characters in the film, sure. I just thought like, oh, not for it's me, just a yeah. bunch of adults and like one kid, not for me, you know. But then I went back and watched it a few weeks ago and I absolutely fell in love with it. It's obviously a classic. Um, it's one of the best Santa performances oh, yeah. in, in a film. I mean, as we as I had it, it was the best. Um, I love it. Uh, let's let's play a little clip uh, to take a little trip down memory lane for uh, for all the people who didn't listen last time. It's uh, Miracle on 34th Street, starring uh, Richard and Dylan McDermott. Dermot McDermott. <laughs> Dermot McDermott. Uh, it's so good. Do you know? I don't know if we talked about this last yeah. time, but one of the things that they do in that version that I just love is they backlight almost everybody. They yes. do this like. It's so Halo golden. Golden lighting around everyone, it, and so it's a movie, movie like you know trick of putting a light behind someone and it gives them what's called a halo light. But it it sort of is viewed yes. as like you know it's not very realistic, but it gives everything a warm glow. And that that movie does it like every character, if you look at it, is backlit with a <laughs> yes, halo light around yes. them. It's so cool. I almost I also think that uh, Dermot uh, Dermot it's, McDermott. It's, is it Dylan McDermott or Dermot Melroney? I think, I think Which it's one is it? Dylan McDermott. I'm pretty sure it's Dylan McDermott. <laughs> look it up. You're looking it up. Mick. Uh, it McDermott. is Dylan McDermott. He's so funny in that film because, like, he's he's sort of he's like a good-looking uh, David yeah. Schwimmer. Um, is is sort of who Dylan McDermott looks like. He also has this like very like smoldering like smirky look that he gives yes. all the time, even when. It's like when she's sitting on Santa's lap and like you would think he'd have like a big right. smile on his face. He's like, oh, she's doing it. He's like smoldering. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you looking at, man? Who are you flirting with right he's now? Always like, flirting. Every moment, it seems like he's he's flirting with the judge. He's flirting with somebody at the department store. He's also there is one thing about that movie that I got to say, I'll give it. I got to give it up to um, the mom character in that film. I'm blanking on uh, her name. I know the actress was also yes. big. Um, I, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but that moment when he proposes to her is is such a great moment when she's like, what remotely gave you the idea that that was like even a thing that you should be doing? Because in in the framework of the movie, I almost feel like you kind of are supposed to feel bad for his character. Right. But then you think about what we've seen in the film so far. They don't spend a lot of time well, together. They're not romantic with one this. another. And on their first date. It's funny you say this because I, my wife and I were arguing, not arguing, but discussing this when we watched it because we also were like, 
wow, I can't believe that he would propose. Like, what would give you the idea that that's where we were at in our relationship? But I do think yeah. that they have been casually dating before the movie. That's my interpretation. And my wife was like, no. She was like, no, okay. they're not. He's just the neighbor. And I'm like, I get the sense that they've maybe gone to dinner maybe once or they've hung out at the park. Very casual. And there's definitely been flirting happening. But you're right. It is. He was way too presumptuous to be like, hey, uh, I know we've been on one date, but let's let's call this what it is. Let's get a marriage going. Like it's it, they were not there yet. They were not there. It wasn't it the first. It was like the first time that they kissed, yes. right? And then all of a sudden he's like getting down on one knee and proposing it <laughs> too felt. fast, too fast, no, too fast, felt, too soon. Right? Her her character is a, is a Dory Walker. That's the name of her character in that film, and it's played by uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Perkins. Perkins. Yes, of course. Um, who's I was watching the film. I was like, why do I know big. her? Why do I know her? And then all of a sudden it dawned on me. I was like, yeah, oh, totally. big. Totally. That's where I know her from. Um, anyway, yeah. It, he he really needed to pump the brakes yes. in that situation. I <laughs> Slow think down, Dill. The moral of the story. Dermot but, McDermott. Slow down. Dermot McDermott. <laughs> but, I mean, the good news is eventually Santa just brings he them says, together. Hey, anyway. so, I see where this is going. All right, here we go. Number two for me. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm going with a song that you probably have never heard. Uh, the song is called okay. A Thousand Candles. It is I – did, I did some research, mm. and it was very hard to determine – whether this song was an old hymn or if it had sort of like been just passed down through the years. Hang on, I'm pulling up the actual details about it right now. Uh, The versions that I could find were by a lady named Evie Carlson, um, but it seems to be in some hymnals. The reason that I am bringing up this song is because... Uh, This is the song. When I was growing up in Chicago, I went to a church called Grace Lutheran Church, and uh, I was in the choir, the adult choir, with my mom, Um, and I would, uh, every year at the uh, Christmas Eve service, they would do the service, and we would sing a bunch of songs up in the choir balcony, and we would have a band, and, and it was always a big Christmas show and everything. But at the end of the Christmas service, the choir would all go down. They would turn off all the lights. We've talked about this before, uh, that the best part of a Christmas Eve yeah. service is the candle lighting. And so they would light, uh, turn off all the lights, and the choir would all come in down the right side and the left side of the church. And we would all have candles lit, and we would sing this song as we each choir member would reach to the aisle in front of them and light that light, first person's candle, and they would pass it down. Um, but okay. it just really makes me think of Christmas time and, and in the most nostalgic way. Uh, it just really feels like me, my childhood and, and Christmas in particular. So I'm going to play you a, a little clip yeah. of uh, A Thousand Candles and uh, then uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side. Here we go.
So it kind of continues. It continues along that way. Um, and I remember okay. we used to have these little red booklets that every year from when I was a kid, I remember seeing the, when I was like, you know, three years old, I remember seeing the choir before I was in the choir holding these little red booklets that had this song. And it was just like printed on two pages. And it just like, I know this does nothing for all the other viewers, but it is uh, <laughs> listeners. It is the most like nostalgic thing for me of imagining what my childhood was like on Christmas Eve, singing in the choir with my mom and singing this song and being a part of the candle lighting. And so uh, mm. I didn't have anywhere else to put that, but the song, A Thousand Candles, uh, an old, I don't know if it's an old Lutheran, uh, you know, hymnal or, or where that song came from. But if anybody else knows, please let us know. Um, but if, if you want a, a good little, nice, very calming, that version is a little more countryfied, but we would do it almost completely acapella. Yeah. Uh, and it was very, very beautiful uh, and a beautiful moment in the Christmas service. So that was my number two. That's a, that's amazing. I've, I've never heard that song before. Now, yeah. granted, I didn't grow up in a Lutheran church, so maybe that's yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's it's why a, a Lutheran uh, thing. I've never sure. heard it before. You're introducing uh, so many new things to me. Like I, I totally expected. I don't know why. I should know better at this point in time than to expect you to bring the expected here. Uh, I try to bring the. <laughs> I thought I'd be like, oh, Eric. You really do that with your with your stocking stuffers. You're like, you know, a credit card multi-tool and a fidget <laughs> spinner thing and all this stuff. I was like, uh, uh, baseball cards, uh, uh, Reese's. Like, I don't know. I, I love how create because I feel like for me, I basically just went to like the things that I couldn't include on previous lists. But this is but that's what's fun about the show is no that rules. it's so different and fun and, and, and there's no, no rules, rules, baby. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so number two for me, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier on our countdown here. Uh, it is a film that since we started this show and since we started talking about Christmas movies, it is the one that it seems like the vast majority of people have bombarded our DMs, our comments, my personal page with, you have to watch this film. I was like, oh, my gosh, people pump the brakes. My gosh. Um, and then I went and watched it uh, a few nights ago with my wife. And absolutely fell in love with the film Claws, uh, the the Netflix original. Um, I mentioned it earlier. The Claws in that film, played by J.K. Simmons, is absolutely brilliant. The film itself is so funny. It's so heartwarming. It's It talks about, again, it's one of those perspectives of like the origin of Santa sure. and how did Santa come to be. And it's this, you know, guy who's a post, you know, whose dad like basically like runs like the postal service, uh, I, I want to say in the UK or in Europe somewhere. Um, and his son is like, you know, teed up to become like the next person, but he doesn't take it seriously. Right. So his dad wants to wake him up and, and sends him off to like Schmierisberg <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, like at the right. northern end of the of the world where he has to stamp 6000 letters uh, by the end of the year. And he gets there and it's just this really sort of like creepy town where there's been these feud, this feud between the two families of Smearsburg that have been at odds with each other since the beginning of time, uh, essentially. And nobody mails anything there. And then he meets mm -hmm. Claus and the whole thing changes. Um, and the ending of the film, Eric, oh, my gosh, like I'm so excited to watch the narration this. moment. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to spoil it, but, like, the narration moment at the end of the film that happens with the postmaster and what he says, like, my wife and I both audibly at the end went, oh, 
Like it was just this perfect moment. If you have not seen the movie Claws yet, um, and you're like me thinking, oh, there's no way I'm going to like this film. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb, a very sturdy limb, and say, you're going to love it. Watch it now. Watch it tonight. Watch it this weekend. Whenever you have the chance, block out you know an hour and a half. It's it's an absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant film, and we'll we'll take a little listen to it yeah. right now. Mr. Klaus, sir, those little children. If you donate your old toys to them, well, I'll gladly deliver them for free. Mr. Klaus, wait, please. Think of all the joy you'll bring their miserable little lives. Look, here. Poor little Hairleaf. He only has sticks and stones to play with. So sad. And this one. Little Penny, Patty. Her doll was so old, it crumbled in her arms when she came to me. And then Kristoff. Little ugly Kristoff. This one. Tonight, same time. Great. Wait, same time? You mean dead of night? I can just take the toys now. No, I go with you. There's no need for you to come with me, really. I, it might be against the law for a non-certified uh, postman to ride with me. I, I have to check the rule book. Great, tonight, then. I'll see you then. Good talk. Good talk. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to watch. I'm telling my family we're watching Klaus tonight. We're watching Klaus yes! tonight! Yes! Get ready! I told him. And what I say goes in my house. No, that doesn't mean what I say goes in this house. Now, I may fall asleep at 8 o'clock. I won't fall asleep, I promise. They're going to be watching right. Claws That's tonight. Right. Uh, it's so good. I can't, I can't wait. You'll have to talk about it on yes. our, our part one yes, of our finale I will. I will. episode. So we made it, Danny. We're at number one. Uh, it took us you know, uh, yes. quite a, a while. And those of you that were looking for a seven-hour episode, you're, we're, we're working our way towards that. We're inching, inching closer. closer every day. <laughs> um, but so for yeah. number one for me, I thought, I thought about um, – I said taught. I thought about doing like I was the Tweety Bird. I, I thought, thought about, about doing, doing this thing uh, with I, them. I thought about <laughs> – uh, including Cow Christmas yet again. But I, I did bring it up, so it wasn't really oh Christmas. But this is your obligatory reminder to check out Cow Christmas on YouTube if you have not <laughs> yet, because it is amazing and you will love uh, it. Um, but number one for me is, is a song that I cannot even believe that neither of us put on our list. It is one of the best Christmas songs <laughs> and just gets you so happy. And that's going to be the song Jingle Bells by none other than Babs herself, Barbara Streisand, the fast version of Jingle Bells. I, I don't know that there is so, a, a better song. It's just so it's so good and so perfect. Uh, let's hear a little clip of it. Yeah, of Jingle Bells by Barbara Streisand. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. We're dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. All the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. Oh, what fun it is to sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. A day or Two ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank. Misfortune seemed his lot. 
Oh my god, it's oh, keep it's playing so it. Good. Keep playing it. Keep playing it. I love it's it. It's so good. I was popping out I know. over it's here. It's so Oh my god. It's so great. Um I was just about to do an Instagram story of us both like dancing out <laughs> to that dancing out. Where am I? Where am I? Ah, I dance we out. dancing no, out. Rocking out, dancing to that song. We're dancing out so it's hot. It's so such a great song though. And I love also I was just noticing that its title is Jingle Bells question mark. All the other Jingle Bells versions are just Jingle Bells, but this is Jingle Bells? Question mark. So uh, if you're searching for it. Maybe. But it's so good. It's such a, like, great, you know, just, like, you know, fast version of that song. And I love when she says, Absat. It's just classic, classic Christmas. I can't believe I didn't include it. Can't believe I Christmassed it. But my number one, Jingle Bells? Question mark? By Barbara Streisand. Question mark? That's what I got. <laughs> Which reminds me, you released a video. Was it? Was this last, last Christmas? Last Christmas, or, I made uh, a little video. Christ- yeah. Last Christmas, you did a video. We'll post that. I feel like maybe we gotta we gotta we share that, with, share the that with the people. Yes, I made. You were on a beach in, uh, in Florida. Florida. I was visiting my family, and a, a, an organization asked me to make a Christmas video for uh, some fundraiser, and so I did. And my dad was able to help me out, uh, and my wife helped me out, and my dad did a very cool drone shot. He had just gotten a new drone for Christmas, and so he did a drone shot at the end when I was, like, standing on the beach and holding the big high note, and he, like, zoomed up, and it was very cool. So, yeah, I'll, we'll post that, but it's very That cool. explains why th- – okay, this explains why your dad has been commenting on our our Facebook page saying, when's Eric going to post the Jingle yes, Bells video? this is true. I didn't realize he was uh, – d- he, he was a the DP, DP of the video, uh, so he has a, a rooting interest, yeah. <laughs> It's uh, yeah. Okay, he wants to get his That's YouTube right. views up. That's I right. got it. Um, <laughs> I love it. Papa Peterson, love yes. it. Um, okay, so uh, before I say my number one, I do want to remind you all, please, uh, if you're enjoying this episode, if you're enjoying what we're doing, please rate and review. You can scroll down right now on Apple, hit five stars, give us a quick rating. Also, please come find us on social media at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram. TikTok and Facebook at Xmas Pod on Twitter. And if you want to join an exclusive uh, group, head over to our Patreon page. We've got some fun rewards there. Um, as you've heard recently, we've been reading uh, some of our listeners' top tens on our show. So if you want a chance to be one of those people, um, head over to our Patreon. You can support us there and have a chance to have your top ten read on our show. Um, so here we go. My number one, uh, Chris Missed Item. And, and honestly... I went back through all our lists just to make sure I was like, how did we, how did we possibly, how could we possibly not include right, What is it? And it's listening to Christmas music. Of course. My favorite thing to of do. Of course. How in the it's world. It's almost too obvious. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. How did we miss that? It was almost too obvious. It was, I know. I was like, did I really not put that on my favorite things to do at Christmas? Did Eric really not put that on his favorite Crazy. things to do? Because. It's my favorite thing to do at Christmas. It's my favorite thing to do in freaking yes. May um, is listen to Christmas music. So that I feel like when that one hit me the other day, I think I was in the shower or something. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is the definition of a Christmas. Ton, totally, like how did totally. we Christmas one of the most famous things? It's our, our most downloaded episode by like a factor of four. The music one. is our top Christmas songs. Yeah episode so we we both really christmas it and it's um there's no real sound clip to go with it but it's just listening to christmas music is 
one of my favorite things in the world any time of year. Um, that's probably a big reason why we started yeah. this show um, was just loving Christmas music and wanting to to be able to talk about it. So, so that's my number one. And and what I think is really fun about us doing this Christmas list is um, we haven't shared this with anyone yet, Eric. But our finale, should sure, we, should we give them a little teaser of what's of what's coming. Um, so Eric and I are going to embark on what Mike. Some people might consider one of the most difficult tasks <laughs> of all time, and we are going to have to narrow down our lists. So songs, movies, things to do, food, Chris Mist, uh, Santas, stocking stuffers. We have to take all of those items, which I think is probably around like 70 or 80 things Ooh. at this point in time, and we have to make our ultimate Christmas list. list. Crazy. And how, like, it could be like, is number one going to be listening to Frank Sinatra sing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," or is number one "Cow Christmas" for Eric? I I don't Maybe. know. Um, but over the next like week, we're going to have to narrow that down and begin recording our ten through six, and then five through one. It's going to be a two parter, so we'll prepare you for that. We are going to put together our own personal ultimate Christmas ultimate list. Christmas I, list, Eric. I'm I'm stressed out thinking My brain about it. hurts you just like trying to think this? about it and pre-plan for it. So, yeah, it, it's going to be wild. I know. But it should be a good culmination episode with, with or two episodes of all of the things that we've talked about over this past season. Um, and if you guys have, uh, if you're listening to this and you have a recommendation of something that we've said that you're like, you better not leave this off your ultimate Christmas list, please send <laughs> us a, a DM. Help us narrow these things down because it's going to be near impossible. Um but I think, I but I think that it. what we, whatever we land on, should be a very exciting list and a very uh, uh, enjoyable list and and something that points you towards the best things that you can be a part of at Christmas. So uh, we hope that you've enjoyed yeah. this episode, episode eighteen. Oh, Wait, yes. one more thing. What's one that? more thing, Eric, about yes. our finale is I mentioned this on our social media, our Instagram oh, yeah. the other day. But there is a really fun opportunity for you all to be a part. Of our two-part finale, show. what we would love, I, I hear, yes, be in the show. I hear this all the time on, like, uh, Sirius XM does this a lot where it'll be like, they're like, record a voice memo of you, you know, wishing a Merry Christmas to your family and friends and send it to us at. Um, we want to do the same thing. So we want you on, on your voice memo app on your phone or however you record audio to record yourself, you know, keep it quick, you know, please, you know, so that way we can include as we many like people as possible. We like to keep our episodes very 10 to brief. 20 seconds. We would like to be... <laughs> Yeah, we don't like long episodes, okay? We're not trying to do two-hour episodes around here. <laughs> um, no, we want to hear more of us. No, um, we, we want to include you all. You really have been a part of this journey with us, and, and we want to give you the platform, the opportunity to to wish a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to, to those that you love most. So please go on your on your phone, whatever device you're using, record yourself, let us know your name, where you're listening to, and wish a Merry Christmas uh, to those that, that are most dear to you. And then please email that to us at our email address, which is christmascountdownshow at gmail.com. Again, christmascountdownshow at gmail.com. You'll need to get those voice memos in. By the time this episode comes out, you've, you've got like a couple days yeah. uh, to get those in. So, so get them to us ASAP. We want to include as many of you as possible in our finale because this really has become a family. This has become a crew, um, and we want to have your voices heard um, on that finale episode. Anyway, I know it cut you off there, X, so I'll let yeah, you get back Yeah, basically just saying that uh, definitely send those in uh, and follow us on the socials. Tell your friends if they have not listened to us yet. You know, they, they got a couple more episodes to, 
to jump in uh, and hear live, but you can always obviously go back and listen to our back catalog and all these fun lists that we've made so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we got two left, Danny, two left of this Christmas season. Oh, my gosh. But uh, until then... We just want to say we love you guys. It just became we so real. We thank you so much for listening. It became so and real. And as we say every episode on the Christmas Countdown Show, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit of a break in my voice. I was trying to really, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We love you guys. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs> Bye-bye. Uh, see ya.